Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh. R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. This is R and R in the morning, a frigid edition, coming to you live from the top of Mount Everest. No, it is. Uh, we're coming live from the uh, driving range here at the Valero Texas Open, the beautiful TPC. The first day of the tourney gets going. I guess about sun up. There's there's uh, guys. Swinging clubs already. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a Bears fan. I, I can go sleeveless in this. You're a Cowboy fan. You used to playing indoors. It's 47 degrees. It's not cold. Right? Yes, it's cold. It's you can say it doesn't bother you, <laughs> but if it's as cold as my refrigerator, it's cold. My phone is cold. But my ears are cold. Thank goodness we're in a tent because if it wasn't in a tent, it'd be worse. Well, it's going to be 80 degrees. It's, yeah, like, it's like living in the desert. It's going to be a beautiful day. Come out to the Valero Texas Open, day one of four. We've still got a pass or two to give away. It's also the first day of Fiesta. Oh, yeah. It starts today, the two year hiatus. I don't count last year. People said they went last year. And Fiesta in June, that's not Fiesta. That's just what hot. is it? I don't know what it was. I didn't count it, but it, I didn't either. it starts today, and uh, go by and get your uh, payday loans, your signature loans, and get your money ready. Did you see what the inflation has done to the price of items at Fiesta? No. Chicken on Give a me- stick's now 8 bucks. Okay. That's your barometer, 8 bucks wow. for chicken on a stick. Everything's gone up, though, right? Yeah, it's gone up. So does that... Are you they doing? Said, are you doing one less event now? No, but they said it's on average a dollar per item. Oh, okay. That's that's pretty significant inflation. Over it years. is. It is significant, but that's a. I, I guess it's on par. No pun intended. Since we're out here at the TPC, but I guess it's on par for America, America, for America, America. But uh, I'm excited to be out here, man. Uh, I've gotten to play out here twice. I've come as a fan. I want to say twice. You know, it's a good time out here, man. Big Valero, uh, three-story, hanging over. What the hole is that that's hanging over? 16? I don't know. Pretty cool, though, man. I'm excited. I've never broadcast from the Valero. That's 18. Oh, is that 18? That's okay, 18. That's 18. Right gotcha. where we walked in? By yeah. The, yeah, that's that's okay. 18. And we're actually real close to the concert venue. They've got uh, Jason Aldean and Darius Rucker here on nice. Saturday night. Nice. So, Eric Church, stay away. We don't yeah. need you. Thank you. Tell Pledge that. But, yeah, uh... Forget church. Me made me lose my train of thought. I got mad all over again. Well, you know, I didn't put two and two together. What I wonder what the ticket sales were like for church. Now, one, because you consider we got Fiesta going on. You'll have Oyster Bait going on Friday and Saturday. Taste of New Orleans going on all weekend long. The Valero Texas Open going on out here. And on Saturday night when church is supposed to be at the AT&T, you got Darius Rucker and Jason Aldean. Oh. 
Well, when I was listening to the Blitzers today, Jason told the people these tickets have been on sale for a year. Yeah. So, so I think I think people bought these tickets before they even knew Fiesta dates. I mean, heck, Doc Garrett told us yesterday he had got a party bus. <laughs> so I think his ticket sales were just fine. This dude, you're the country music artist of the year, the CMAs. Uh, no matter what's going on, you're you you you're pretty close to sellout. I, I'd like to think so. Somebody's suffering. There's just right. too many events going on on Saturday night. There will be beneficiaries of no oh, absolutely. Eric Church. Go Duke. Maybe out here. And, of course, the Final Four. Uh, we're recovering last night from the nearly miracle. Spurs almost rung one out. A hell of a second half just didn't quite have enough. And the shot just, well, just didn't fall. DeJounte it, had a hell of a game, though. Yeah, I mean, he's been balling all year. Isn't it crazy that how tough it is? 19-2. Night, Jared Jackson came back last night, though. But they they now have improved to 19-2. and two without jiggity job Morant or Morant, however you want to say it. They that is the weirdest thing ever. With twenty one games in, there's not another star. If Giannis misses twenty one games, they're not nineteen and two. Embiid, Curry, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. I could go on and Kevin Durant. I mean heck, when Kevin before Kevin Durant messed up his knee they were like a four seed. By the time he got back, he had to pull them up from 10th. So, again, man, Memphis, it's the strangest stat. They execute. They, it's they a just, system, they right? Just, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't change no matter who's it there. It doesn't matter the player. They're on time, on target. They just slice and dice you. That first half, they were I, they were running us out of the gym. It was what embarrassing. Pop, what Pop said, the first half was terrible. Then he said, second half, we played with some grunt. Some grunt. What it, is grunt? It took some grunt. It what had, is grunt? Well, I think they had to get physical. Uh, I think that's what he was trying to do. You had to knock them off their cuts. They were coming off. They were crisp. They were under the basket, on time, on target, where they needed to be. Yeah. You had to disjoint that offense. I think you challenged their manhood at halftime like dude you can't let them do that you have to rub them when they come by and they played tougher uh no question about it we're gonna hear from pop today uh he was happy i and i think he had every reason to be happy there's sometimes pop will accept the moral victory there's certain games and then there's certain games where he's like no that was an unacceptable performance so when he accepts the moral victory i kind of go along with it because he'll call a spade a spade like no, I don't care how good they are. We played awful. That's that's just bad. Last night he was happy. So, I mean, if he's happy, why would I be upset? Like if he's going to bed happy and he's filthy rich, why would I be going to bed upset? You know what I mean? Like that's what you got to think about sometimes. Like we'd be sitting around mad. These guys headed to Hawaii for a month, and we're sitting at home upset that they're out of the playoff hunt or whatever. If Pop's happy, I'm happy. Well, I think he was happy with us. Who was us? The fans. I think he let us know. And I think he told the guys, hey, hard work. It's still, a, it's still an L. We right. we finished the day out of the play-in where we started the day in the play-in. So not rosy, but good good fortune follows. The Spurs still have a pretty over 60% chance of getting in the play-in, whereas the Lakers improved just a bit, a little bit over. But we get the Trailblazers on one of those fake back-to-backs, yes. so that, that cures what ails anybody. And who do Lakers play tonight? The Lakers play someone, and I don't think LeBron is playing. Have a decent game. I had a question for you though, Rob. I just saw two kids. It's a school day. What when your kids were kids, when your boys were kids, what were things that you allowed them to skip school for? Like that was a family function, that was like a yearly thing that y'all would do, and you'd be like, 
hey, hey, Miss Miss Thompson, they're gonna miss school a couple days. Well, I'll tell you, it was always difficult with my boys because of athletics. They were missing oh, so many right. days already. <laughs> the, you know, the, uh, the I believed in the shock probation. There were days I'd just go pick them up because I. They yeah. have anything to do, and we just go do so. So there wasn't like a, a a yearly fishing trip where you like you know y'all gonna miss. No, you know my wife's a teacher. We don't oh, miss yeah, school. That's right. I forgot. There ain't no there ain't that no leisure stupid, days. That's a stupid question. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, because I just saw two kids. I'm like, wait a minute, it's not no, spring break. I don't think she would mind on a thing like this if I got yeah. up and took the boys to the Valero or if like the uh, I remember the All Star game was in town one time and I didn't take them to class or or maybe it was a Final Four where we kind of skipped out on a day. But for oh, the most okay. part. Yeah, you didn't you didn't get to sleep in when your mom was getting on her way to her school. I know. <laughs> so. Yeah, because I saw those kids. I was like, it ain't spring break. I was like, this is a this is one of those things where dad is like, the Valeros here. Y'all know y'all not going to school Thursday and Friday, which is cool. With kind of hang out with pops and oh yeah, like that, this, you know. Was, but it was not. We never had like the planned scheduled time. Oh. Off. You talk about we're watching golfers walk by as we're on the driving range out here at TPC as they prepare for, I guess they'll be going off here pretty quick in the next 45 minutes, oh, I would easy, assume. easy. Uh, I walked up here. I got here about 5. I got two. Well, dude, I, I mean, I got up my, my normal schedule. So, and I wasn't exactly sure where I was going to be, where we were kind of going to head. So I got here early and walked up here. Mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, it's 5 a.m. and it's me and the greenskeepers. That's us. That's the only people that are running around out here. Yeah. <laughs> And, and they were already here, by the way. Yeah. And I walk into this dark tent, just trying to find some respite from the 50-mile-an-hour winds, it felt like. It was cold. Heck, yeah. And I'm standing in this dark tent, and in the corner, there's a guy sitting in here <laughs> with a red polo and a red hat. That's all I could tell, because it's dark. Yeah. And I said, howdy. And he... What cold he out here. He never responded. didn't say anything. He didn't say a word to you. He might have had headphones on. No, he, he didn't, because... Um, I walked in, he, I, he startled me, and then I walked out. Then he kind of followed me out, and he, and he stood next to me for a bit, and I looked over. He didn't have anything on. I don't think he spoke English. He was a golfer waiting to oh, waiting for his – what? Earbuds, Earbuds, possibly? Might have been getting in his zone. No, dude, I'm telling you, I think he was for it. That's what I'm trying to get oh. to. I don't think he understood what I was saying, and he was standing out there <laughs> waiting for his caddy yeah. at 5 a.m. Nice. I like it. That we, well, we have to remember. There's probably you know those those guys at the bottom of the total pole trying to hold on to your card. <laughs> you gotta get locked in. You know what I mean? So to be out here at five, well, see the thing about it is the driving range is lit up. Yeah, it is. So if you wanted to be that guy that's like, you know what? Let me get let me get some swings in. You could get here at five. But I think he but got he here probably, without clubs. Oh, he was waiting on clubs. You know what? When I played in a tournament here, there was a bag drop right at where you go into the uh, actual hotel and then you walk up here to the driving range and there's a guy that brings you your clubs. So if I got my clubs delivered, I know he did. <laughs> well, they don't <laughs> deliver before five. Yeah, sad before, news. Yeah, so, but there's people starting to get here. I'm excited. I haven't been out here in a while. I thought, what, how many years now? I haven't been here in two years. So then if it's two for you, then it's got to be at least four for me. To just like I said, just to hang out. Is this the hundredth? This is the hundredth. Texas Open. Were you coming out here when it was at Lock and Terra? I came out at Lock and Terra. Shoot, I went to a Texas Open down at Pecan Valley. Pecan Valley. I went to I've several down at Pecan course. Valley. Was that a nice course? I it never was got a to fabulous play. course. I never got to play Pecan Valley. I almost did right before they closed down, but I didn't. I used to put on golf tournaments down there. It was, it was a great course. It was sad to see it just kind of fall so into disrepair. If I'm not mistaken, y'all help me out. I'm I'm not young. 
did Lee Trevino used to play at Pecan Valley? Like as a tour pro or just come yeah. and play? Well, what I believe what I went and saw it at Pecan Valley. I saw him play, per, okay, he, I but so. I, I don't know if I saw him here at Pecan or at Brack. I, I know that they played one or two of the Texas okay. Opens at Brack, but I, I remember going to see uh, Lee and, and Sergio and, okay. and, and uh, Chi Chi and, yeah. and all those. Chi Chi too? Yeah, nice. I mean, I'm 55. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm not saying because so. you're old. I'm just saying I like, I've seen video of Chi Chi. I know about Chi Chi. Um, did the big cat ever stop through Lock and Terra? I thought the big cat came to Lock and Terra once. Tiger? Yeah. Yeah, I saw him. Okay, I thought he did. so. Oh, the, I, I it was the, I went crazy. Before his first Masters. Okay. Before his first Masters when he came and nice. played at the Lock and Terra course. And was uh, it was uh was that it? was when Freddie Couples was still kind of carrying the day. Everybody wanted to follow him, but Tiger was this comer and uh he had a pretty huge gallery. He hadn't been back Even since then. as yeah. far as I know. No, 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 he hasn't. That's why I knew it was Lock and Terra. He ain't never been to this one. Never been out here to TPC. That was the time. That was when I learned of the wearing red on Sundays. I didn't know about it until that, until that event. We were there on the Sunday, and everybody, all the Tiger types were wearing red. And there weren't. It wasn't the Tiger Army then. He was coming. He was like the but young it wasn't LeBron. Like, yeah. It was. Uh, we, this guy's going to be great, and he certainly. It sounded like it off the tee. I've never heard even heard a ball come off the tee like, like him. That. It mm. whizzed by. And that's the thing. I, you know, what I love about golf, Rob. Like you know, at least four or five guys that you could say. He was supposed to make it to the NBA. Yeah. There's NFL guys, guys that play football, like, that guy was supposed to go to the NFL. Should have been. You don't know anybody that's supposed to be on PGA Tour. No. You know it's what I mean? Like, breed. it's a whole different sport. Like, we all, baseball, we all know the guy, like, man, if he would have stayed out of trouble, he got caught with a gun. Mm-hmm. He just, he was just a knucklehead. He would have been in the NFL. He would have been in the NBA. He would have been in MLB. You don't have anybody in your phone or anybody that you run into that you could say, He's supposed to be on PGA Tour because this is a – your best golfer you know has no shot out here. No shot. A guy that consistently shoots in the low 70s, he has no shot out here. Steph, all these guys, J.R. Smith, this is a whole different monster that is the PGA Tour. That's what I love about golf. Because the great golfers just disappear. Yeah. Because <laughs> they live it on the course. You, you, you see them about every three months, right. the, uh, suntanned and trying to find a, a new grip. Right. Hey, we are sitting live at the Valero, Texas. Don't forget the Blitz will be out here as well. We got swag. We will be here all day long. Uh, one of the things we want to make sure, that as we sit out on an icy, cool hill, as you're fully informed, pledge as all the headlines there safely in the mothership. Let's do it. It's time for the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411. In the 2 1 up. Oh, there's a pop. Headline 2. Well, guys, in case you were asleep last night or just getting ready for this uh, frigid morning out there at the BTO, we've got updates on playoff standings. You already mentioned okay. the Spurs fall to 11th in the Western Conference. Falling out of the play-in after Keldon Johnson missed a game winner at the buzzer. The Lakers now half game in front of San Antonio. New Orleans in ninth. Clippers in eighth. And the Timberwolves in seventh. And that's what our play-in tournament looks like right now on the Western Conference side. Top down, Phoenix has locked up the best record in the league. Memphis locked up the two seeds. Six games clear of Dallas, followed by Golden State, Denver, and Utah. Over in the east is a bit closer of a race, especially at the top. The Celtics are in fourth, Heat in first, Bucks in second, and the 76ers are tied with the Celtics record-wise sitting in third. Now, the reason that is important 
When asked directly in the last 24 hours if teams were fully vaccinated, both the Celtics 76ers declined to comment to ESPN, opening up the possibility that both teams could potentially be missing players in road games of a first-round playoff series if they were to match up against the Raptors. The Raptors currently sit in sixth. The regular season comes to a close on the 10th, and as of January 15th, players need to be fully vaccinated if they're to enter Canada. So, has has Boston been to Toronto? They haven't had to go to Toronto, so they haven't had to deal with this, so we haven't had to ask. They haven't gone to Toronto not once. That's why I can't understand how this comes to play uh, I'm now. I'm confused. You think that most of the teams have gone through New York? Well, New York, they let them come. But not Toronto. Yeah, well, that's that's why Kyrie and Kevin Durant were so upset because the visitors could come. But not always, was it? At, at first, no. That, oh, that's, so it's always you could right, travel it. So right now it would be Philly playing Toronto if it if if it stayed the same. I don't know who's vaxxed or not vaxxed on Philly, but clearly it's a, it. The fact that the Celtics declined to comment tells me somebody on that team of importance will not be able to travel to Toronto. Boy, I if <laughs> I I cannot wait to see this happen. <laughs> oh, you know it will. It's, the sporting guys will make sure it happens. Kyrie is just sitting waiting to laugh. Moving on. Headline one. The All-Star Game won't be the only host of a home run derby this year. Yesterday, Major League Baseball announced the launch of MLB Home Run Derby X, a global baseball tour making stops in London July the 9th, Seoul, South Korea, September the 17th, Mexico City, October the 15th, and it features former stars Adrian Gonzalez, Johnny Gomes, Giovanni Soto, and Nick Swisher. Gomez will represent the Los Angeles Dodgers, Gomes, the Red Sox, Soto, the Chicago Cubs, and Swisher, the New York Yankees, as the teams representing four of Major League Baseball's oldest franchises. Why Why do I want to see guys that are retired what are they home do- runs? Is that what they're doing? They're just yes. going... Who, who's who's did they try out? Can they still hit homers? How did they get how did we get here for this tour? Like, I thought this was gonna be like guys that are playing. If these are f- guys that are retired, are we sure their obliques and lower backs are going to be okay? There's a couple things here. One, I don't know who these guys are. I, I've heard of Swisher and Gomes. You know, Adrian, like, you know Adrian Gonzalez. Do you think a dude coming off the street knows anybody? Uh, coming off the street in London has any idea who these guys are? we got to sit anybody. Well, That's now, one. South Korea and Mexico City will know They them. might have a good idea. They'll know them. South Korea is huge but on baseball. We're sending these guys. Right. These, these guys. Did you see the intro for the manager of one of the Japanese league teams where he came in on a, on a hover bike? Have no, you seen uh, this? No. I tell you, they get wild over there. We're sending, baseball. we're sending washed-up old pros to hit some dingers at a little league park <laughs> in London, and the Japanese have their GMs, their managers, jetting in on hovercraft. I love it. In the middle, of the, you have if you haven't seen it, go Google this. This guy comes in like he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He he lands on this. I'm, I've never seen anything like it. It's like a jet ski that flies, like a. A drone. I didn't see Lands it. at the middle of the stage, has a total pimp walk strut out, <laughs> out to the pitch, and then rips off his helmet and stands there like he's a DC Marvel superhero. <laughs> I will be Googling this. 
We, meanwhile, we got Nick Swisher swinging dingers over in Knightswood in a little <laughs> swinging dinger. <laughs> Moving on on that note. Headline zero. <laughs> Lamar Jackson wants to end all speculation that he is looking to leave the Baltimore Ravens amid stalled negotiations on a long-term contract and uncertainty over, over whether Jackson has his sights set on free agency in 2025. The star quarterback tweeted Wednesday that he loves the Ravens and cited a false narrative that he is considering leaving the franchise. The tweet comes at a time when Jackson has shown no interest in engaging in extension talks with the Ravens and on the heels of comments yesterday from owner Steve Biscotti, who doesn't foresee Jackson signing before the start of the season unless he has a change of heart describing the situation as unique as hell and saying, we'll pay him when he's ready. <laughs> you believe it? Do I believe who, Lamar or Biscotti? You leave Lamar. Then hey, it's a false narrative. I do. I think I know. I think he wants to be a Raven. Yeah, I mean, these guys don't want to go anywhere. This surely he wants to get that first payday. But no interest in ex engaging in extension talks. I don't believe that. You want to get your money as soon as possible in football because it could all end tomorrow. So I don't believe that he doesn't want his money now. I believe that Bashadi's like, oh, I ain't paying you till I have to, and hopefully this quarterback market will fall somewhat back into place. He just complained yesterday at the owners' meetings about Deshaun Watson's contract. So I, it's kind of like when you're at the tee box and you're waiting on that wind to die down a little bit before you take a swing. So Bashadi's hoping this wind of QB money <laughs> dies down before it's time to pay Lamar. Good luck with that. I know. Uh, there's a couple things that when I when I hear about Lamar, one that he's his mother's his agent, or he's his agent, or he doesn't have he and his mom, yeah, professional representation no. other than maybe some advisors. There's an old saying that uh, if uh, if you're representing yourself, you have a fool for a client. There are some guarantees here. Um, he knows that no matter what he does, he's probably going to get franchised. Wow. Don't you feel like a franchise is imminent? I mean, if they're not, they're, he's got a year to play. Is there another big deal coming? I'm not sure. The only reason why I don't, first of all, I can see it, so I'm agreeing with you. But I think it would be bad taste to franchise an MVP. Like, when Dak, Dak hadn't won an MVP, Lamar's won an MVP, won playoff games. Like, I don't I don't understand why I wait, make him wait and uh, franchise tag him. But I agree with you that I can see that happening. I agree with you on that part. Unless he's going to be willing for long-term and lesser money per. If he's going to, if he's going to, if he's chasing the latest contract, he's destined to be franchised. There's just... That's Maybe sad. that's what he understands. Yeah. I just can't imagine going into this when you're negotiating hundreds of millions of dollars. Where one one misstatement, one one thing that slips by could cost you so much that you don't hire and, someone professionally to yeah, do this. And his resume is better than Deshaun's. So if I, 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 if I, don't, I don't have to be a professional. I could be mama and know like, hey, you just gave him 230. My son's resume is far better than Deshaun's I, and I have an MVP and no I don't have 22 women saying that I sexually harassed slash assaulted them I look at Why what am I getting franchise tag what's up I look at what David Mulligetta did if I'm Lamar Jackson 
after a year away, still 22 civil suits against him to get and just signed, by the way, a brand new contract. Did not play on said new contract before getting a new one. I look at what David Mulligetta did for Deshaun Watson, and if I'm Lamar Jackson, that's my agent all of a sudden. You don't give up 3%. They don't want to come off that 3 yeah, you You're not giving up 3%. 3% is mama. Like, right. It might cost you more. Oh, Mama's going to cost you way more. <laughs> so maybe the Mama's going to cost you way more than 3%. David Mulligetta is apparently worth that 3% he with will, what no, he did. More, he's worth more than 3 the uh, this isn't going to end well unless it, it unless there's some professional help. They're, these both guys are, are are not dancing together. They're playing coy. We'll see what Bashadi does because yeah. the shot across the bow was holy crap. I'm not paying you Deshaun money. Right. You can tell that already. So we'll see how Lamar <laughs> handles this and see if it, if it, at the end Mama's not knocking on his, on his I think, uh, owner's door. Ray Allen didn't didn't have an agent. Didn't hurt him. He's moving on. That's the 411 and a 210. Well, the Spurs have been playing with fire in those late game wins. We watched a Houston Rocket shot go in the hoop, back out of the hoop, back into the hoop, spin around the hoop, hang on the edge, and then fall out. They took that win. We watched Keldon Johnson just last week jump in and grab a rebound against the Golden State Warriors, take that win. Didn't get it last night, though it was a valiant effort. We're here from Pop. They took on the Memphis Grizzlies. Wasn't successful, but the outlook looks bright as the play-in still seems imminent. We'll look at the NBA and the Spurs as they sit. Hang around with us. We're coming to you live from the Valero, Texas. Open the driving range. If you're coming out, come by and see us. This is r in the morning. You're on San Antonio Sports Star. That's ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Sports breakfast for your ears. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. r r in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. 5.2 seconds to go. Pass to Johnson. Lay it up. It's on the rim. No good. And the rebound grabbed by the Grizzlies. And that will do it. Calvin Johnson had the shot at the rim and it rimmed out. Spurs go down last night. Last second doesn't fall. 112-111 is your final. Thanks, Bill Shoney, at WAI on the call. First and foremost, it was nice to be involved in a game that felt like it mattered. That second half, that fourth quarter was fun. Now, it didn't work out. We didn't win, but it was. it mattered to me. It did. Um, I heard Zach Collins speaking on DeJounte Murray, and he said that, Every again, it comes back to your old theory, Rob. Organizations tank, players don't. And Zach has said that Dejounte, before every game, has been like, "Yo, let's go. We're not." I don't know what y'all talking about. Josh Richardson addressed it. Like, I don't know what you fans are talking about. Tanking is a fan thing. We go out here to win. And Zach said that's been Dejounte's uh, mantra the entire since he got since he's been back playing with the Spurs. The young dudes, as he leads them, another. Spectacular performance from DeJounte. First half, this it looked like a team that was wait. I don't know what they were waiting on. It felt like they were just they were waiting for Memphis to show them something, to give them something, or maybe to stumble in because they maybe did come back to the life without jaw. I don't know what it was, but it took about a quarter and a half before I started feeling comfortable. And we we. I appreciate what Josh Richardson said about DeJounte and the fire that he brings to him. I mean, we we, we had the discussion this time last year, then through the summer, whose team is it? Well, it's certainly no question. I think Pop described it best post-game when he talked about grunt. Let's hear from Pop. 
Yeah, I was really proud of them. They, uh, you know, just have to understand, you know, the the mental part of the game, the physicality, and uh, both the execution and making mistakes, and then the physical nature of the competitiveness that's required. Uh, and so the difference in the first and second halves were the differences were pretty obvious. So uh, we played with grunt, uh, take no prisoners sort of attitude. Uh, great stuff in the second half. Uh, took care of the ball better, executed better. Uh, DJ set a hell of a screen to get JR the three at the end. Uh, executed the last play very well. It didn't go in. And like I told them, if that's the worst thing that ever happens in your life, you're going to live a pretty easy life. Uh, so get over it and come and play Friday. Screw that. Uh, but I'm proud of him. It was great. Good stuff. Great growing experience for them against a hell of a team. Uh -huh. Like I said before, Taylor's done a fantastic job and his staff. Uh, that team competes hard. They execute really well, um, maybe better than most anybody in the league. So uh, that's a fine performance for us tonight. Well, growing. That, wasn't, that, wasn't that telling? Growing. That he is happier about the growth, the incremental growth of the team, than he is about whether they won or lost. And, and I think loss. that sums up this season. And a loss. We're back out the playoffs. And that might be exactly <laughs> as planned. Teams don't tank, or franchises no. don't tank, or do tank. Players don't. I think that they had every opportunity. It was. What have the themes been? What's Youth. That? And then, you know, what was the? What do we stand at now? We are. 11th. No, what's our record when we're down at the end of the third? What are we now? I two know, and Rob, that's not a record I like to keep no, track but, of. But no, it's like two and thirty. Two and whatever it might be. But last night didn't feel that way because they didn't they didn't collapse. They got better with every passing minute. The pressure got stronger. They got better and they got tougher. Right. Another thirty seconds they win that basketball game. They didn't lose, they ran out of time, as Aggies often say. Two and thirty eight they Blanche. sit right now when being down at the end of the third quarter. Nobody asked you to look that up. But that was <laughs> And, you know, quite frankly, let's hey, be real Conversely, here. the Phoenix Suns are now 41-0 and when leading after the third quarter this year. That's awesome. That's why they have clinched sometime after around Valentine's Day and the, the Spurs are just are desperate just to get in. Yeah. The, the idea of closing a game strong, I think, is part of that incremental growth where teams separate themselves from being average to becoming good. Not great. Just understanding how to win a basketball game. Doesn't mean you can, but you have to learn how to do it, first of all. And I think over the last month, we've seen a Spurs team round into a form where you're comfortable with two minutes to go. They they know their, their responsibilities. I think Josh Richardson has had a huge role in that. I, I'm comfortable with this team. Portland. In a gentleman's back-to-back -back coming up, they're going to play themselves right into the play. And again, I, I, I I'm comfortable I with that way. Like, we celebrated a little early yesterday because we're we're banking on the Lakers just continuing to collapse. Yes, more than we're banking on us to continually win. No, I think it's a little both. I mean, you get Portland a back-to-back; -back, those guys are done. That goose is cooked. I think the Lakers' soul has literally left the building. I think they think they want to win. Right. I think they want to try to win. But at the end of the day, they know what's the point. All we're playing for now is to get LeBron's buckets so he can lead the league in scoring. That's the only reason. <laughs> and if those buckets help us win, yeah, that's great. We heard from Russell Westbrook yesterday. You going to change the thing? No. Why would I change? You got the answers? You got the answers? I don't. So, yeah. Oh, well. Learning experience. Pop's happy. I'm happy. 
Portland on a on a back to back. Now we, the idea of what Josh Richardson has meant. Pop, we've got some. I mean, we've got some sound from Pop talking about Josh Richardson, don't we, Pledge? Yeah, he still doesn't know what we're doing. You know, half the time, you know, he's he's just picking things up as we go. Uh, you know, he's a real pro. Uh, he's been a great leader for the group. They've really accepted him, and uh, he he comes to play every night. I think the attitude. I don't know. That didn't. That didn't sound. I don't know. But you know, that's pop though. So I won't look too much into that. Are you, the, the, I don't know. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, not even the know what he's doing part. That's that's every spur. Every spur for their first six months. Yeah. don't know what they're doing. It's like it just brings it every night. It's just didn't sound very like a guy that they plan to keep around for years to come. It didn't come off as that to me. Interesting, but I, but again, that's be, that's radio guy reading way too far into just a random comment when a man's trying to go home. That well, that's there just, certainly that's, is that. I'm just being radio guy right now. Like, oh, that didn't sound like they have plans to extend him. That's just silly radio guy. But stuff. when you try to look for reasons for improvement, and one is just you know one more day of practice and one more day under pop, you're going to get better even right. if you're not trying. But the the transition from the Spurs from being a, a team that's trying to a team that's understanding. Seems to coincide with Josh Richardson appearing, and even more so with him playing I as like starter him, minutes. I want him. I wouldn't mind keeping him around. He could be our Rudy Gay for a couple years. And Guy I think comes off the bench, gets buckets for you, goes home. But he's more than Rudy, and he's less than Rudy. He's not the player Rudy Gay was when we brought him in. But he's not a, a professional bucket getter. But he's a guy who who make the right pass, who always seems to get the right rebound, right. always seems to be in place when it desperately needs to be a, a Spurs hands on the ball. Mm-hmm. Josh always seems to be part of that flow. I I think that he's played a huge role in, in where the Spurs have gone. Hey, Lewis Black, you know the comedian? You a fan of Lewis Black? Yeah. <laughs> you liar. Lewis <laughs> Black stand He might be listening. No. no. <laughs> Lewis Black is, I love is you, a, Lewis. He's going to come on and join us today. He's coming to San Antonio. He'll be here in November. Now, Lewis Black is a, a stand-up comedian and actor. He, he went to the University of North Carolina. He's a Carolina type. Well, I'm going to tell him go Duke. I wonder if. If he's an Eric Church fan. It seems to be, I think I'm the only person that didn't know who Eric Church was. No, there's a lot of us. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Uh, we were talking about uh, Lewis Black joining us a little after 8, and uh, our crack engineer on crack, Greg Shelton, uh, said, <laughs> Where did that Is that okay from? to have him on the air? <laughs> we, oh, wow. Do we have the bleep button ready? Oh, does he curse a lot? He works a little blue. He's a pretty funny guy. Hey, speaking of working blue, Chris Rock uh, stood in front of a crowd last night. Yeah, he did. We have some sound. Budge, can you pull up that sound real quick? Because uh, I, I, normally you don't get sound from a concert like that, but I guess somebody's turned their well, phone on. Yeah. And uh, as difficult as it was to go through, now comes the aftermath of what Chris Rock has to deal with as the guy that was uh, slapped in front of the entire world. Do we have that sound? Let's hear what Chris Rock said to Boston How last night. Uh, I'm not, I don't have like a bunch of shit about what happened. So you came to hear that. I'm not, I had like a whole show I wrote before this weekend. And I'm still kind of processing what happened? Like, like, so, at 
the fan bleep will smith yeah so it turns out that uh he was that will smith was actually asked to leave the uh and he chose not to right we'll get into that and lots more hang around with (laughs) us i'm not leaving so much to talk about lewis black will be here just after eight o'clock we're sitting live here at the valero texas open day one here on thursday we're out at the driving range come by and say howdy we're in the tent where it's was warm. Now we're going to wish we were out in the sun as the golf has begun. The Valero, Texas Open Day 1. Fantastic. Hey, we'll be right back. This is Arn on the Morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Joe Reinagle on your home for everything that matters in sports. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's r and in the morning. Coming to you live from the Valero, Texas Open, the driving range. We're about, what would you say, about 75 feet from Rory? Yeah. 75 feet from Rory McIlroy, who's warming up in front of us. And warming up being the operative term, my God. Yeah, I had to get some footage of Rory. That's a multiple major winner. One of the big dogs on tour. Not quite the big cat. Long, 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 long way to go before he carries that kind of weight where... You know, you're making kids go and play and got their posters on the wall, but definitely a big dog. Props to him for coming down to San Antonio. This isn't his first time either, so. Rory, Rory was actually, wasn't he? He was talking about Tiger, wasn't he? Did uh, he have something to say about Tiger Pledge? I think his, uh, speaking of Tiger, who is actually the at talk Augusta of the right week. now. Yeah, the uh, talk of the week. Spending some time playing, and I think Rory spoke, for, like all of us, saying that whenever Tiger's involved I mean, I in anything. I mean, I think for golf and oh. for the Masters tournament and for everyone to have Tiger there would be phenomenal. I mean, I think it just adds to the event. Of course it does. Anything Tiger Woods does in the game of golf is heightened whenever he's there. And again, it goes back to what we've talked about all week. They're at the Valero Open. And the writer feels like he doesn't want him. I don't care what you have to say about this week. He wants to know what you think about Tiger playing the Masters. That's his that's his storyline over integrity of the Valero Open as a writer. And that's I would I, it would again, I would I, w- I wouldn't want to be a hater, but it would drive me crazy to constantly have to answer questions about another man. And I get it, it's a part of it because of who he is, but this has been going on for over 20 some years where you come to the podium for you. Your PR guy's like, all right, you got you got to go up there for five minutes. And you proceed to get asked three questions about Tiger Woods. Would drive me up a wall. Like, why don't you ask him about him? You know, But if you do that, then you're a hater and you just, you suck. That's why they're asking you about Tiger because you suck. So you really want to tell them, man, go shove it. Go ask Tiger about Tiger. You want to ask me about my 78 I just put up? <laughs> Ask me about that, but don't ask me about another grown man every time I come to the podium. It, it's such a double-edged sword because, but for Tiger, the money isn't there. That's, there then there's that. <laughs> so Then there's that. 
you get stuck in this situation like you're appreciative, but my goodness, at some point we're going to have to turn the page, but nobody has stepped forward to take that page. No. So until that happens, Rory's going to have to ask her, yeah. ask answer questions. So will Jordan, I mean, so will Justin, yeah. so will all those guys. And now they don't even have Phil Mickelson to cover. I know. I mean, now the question, now there's either two questions. What do you think about Phil? What they're not going to talk about, or what do you think about Tiger? So it gives them in that tough situation. Uh, it's got a few guys going out already. Though. It's seven thirty. They're going off uh, right twenty minutes ago. First yeah. ones off. The Bolero Texas Open live out here at the TPC. We're sitting at the, uh, we're we're at the driving range. I think we're in some sort of what caddy tent. Caddy? No, this is like a. Oh, it's yeah. just kind of a hospital. Oh, we're next to the Caddyshack Poseidus, is that right? The Caddyshack Poseidus. The course is in great shape. I was looking at it a little bit earlier. It always in great shape, though. It's TPC. I'm looking at the uh, the lawn owner under me. Looks at the grass and always wondered if I could have this kind of grass. Oh, would you want it? Would you want want the upkeep with this? No, it ain't cheap. No, it ain't cheap, and it really it's a lot of work. On top of that, it, it is just a looks lot of so work. good. And you gotta. You got to break water restrictions to keep it like this. I don't have to worry about that. I'm on a well. I water every day. I'm wasting water. I'm, right now, there's water running. In well, my house. considering you have no restrictions, why don't your yard look like this? Like this kind of stuff that, 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 that requires upkeep. <laughs> I don't have that. My my upkeepers have left. Oh, okay. Lewis Black, stand-up comedian extraordinaire, is going to join us a little after eight o'clock. We're also going to going to talk some soccer. San Antonio FC. Connor McCoy is going to join us. Uh, team captain. They started off as again. Our F- SAFC has uh, started fast. One of the better teams in their league. And we're going to talk some SAFC at eight thirty. But when we get back, Lewis Black will join us. North Carolina type. He was a golfer. Be in San Antonio at the Empire, the Charlene McCombs on November the 5th. Always good to uh, catch up with the stand-up. So lots to get into today. Hey, it, if you need a note to get out of work, we'll write one for you. We'll, we'll text it to you. Come out to the Valero Texas Open. It's day one. They're in the cloud in the sky. It's going to be a beautiful afternoon. Y'all are next arm. to the Caddyshack? We are yeah. literally. <laughs> Have you been asked to kill the golfers yet? <laughs> See, this, these caddies are, these are pro-level caddies. What are you saying about Bill Murray? I'm just saying, these aren't the caddies that we're accustomed to. No, these guys can go out on any given day and shoot in the the high 60s. These are guys that probably, those are the guys that almost went pro. These caddies that are out here on the PGA Tour. These guys can at any time drop that bag and go shoot a 70, 72, somewhere like that. So you're saying I missed my calling? You might have missed it, Pledge. Can you read a stimp meter? No. Yes. If you can read a stamp meter, they will allow you into the Caddyshack. I think that's the interest. Hmm. Or if you just know what a stamp meter is. That's where you read the greens, ain't it? I think so. It's yeah. about the Measures speed the, the speed of the greens. The yeah. speed of the greens, yeah. I don't know how that works, but I know how to say it, so that might have got me in the door. Yeah, you, you good. Well, that's always act back. as if, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> He's really good at that. That's the best advice I ever gave my kids. Act as if, man. Act as if that's 90% of the battle. We're going to act as if we're a real radio show. We're going to be right back. Lewis Back's going to join us just after 8 o'clock live from the Valero Texas Open. This is R&R on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, uh. R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning.
alone in it. This is R and R in the morning. Good morning. Here on San Antonio Sports Star. How's your life? Ours is pretty good. We're sitting live at the Valero Texas Open out at the beautiful two PC here in San Antonio. Just a about 50 feet from the driving range behind us, uh, we saw Rory. Uh, Matt Kuchar is out there as well. I think it's going to be Rory, Matt Kuchar, and one the three, the marquee group, will be going off here in just about 20, nice. 30 minutes. Uh, BTO is going all weekend long. Come out and join us. We'll be live today till 10 o'clock. The Blitz will be out here at 4 o'clock out at the driving range. Come see us. We'll be here today and tomorrow. Uh, we've got tickets to give away. It's a great time to be in San Antonio. Fiesta has begun. It starts today and goes all weekend long. you got the, the VTO, but things happen in our city and then keep coming. On November the 5th of this year, one of my favorite comedians of all time will join us. In fact, he's going to join us right now. Rudy, we got Lewis Black on the line. Yes, Aren't you guys, you guys with us lewis black welcome on to san antonio radio waves how's your morning going oh it's just tremendous just tremendous. (laughs) another great morning as we move closer and closer to a better tomorrow oh yeah i'm i'm good i'm you know really all things considered good (laughs) all things considered i think is how we all react lewis we're glad to have you aboard today now you're going to be here on on uh november the 5th the charlene mccombs off the rails tour we're excited about having you here as as you're touring i I was doing some research on you lewis uh final four coming up this weekend in uh in new orleans and uh north carolina's playing are you are you a basketball fan it's all I have left is the fi- is um, is March Madness. All the other they're doing everything they can to destroy every other sport. So yes, I am. I'm a huge basketball fan. I went to the University of North Carolina. So you become kind of addicted to basketball. It's like religion. It is. Yeah, it's really you know in this vale of tears, anything that distracts you on a on a large basis is really great. Um, and it and I mean I was there when Dean Smith was the coach and. Uh, you know, I uh, watched Charlie Scott. I mean, you know, I watched a ton of great players, and it's, it's been, it's, it's, you know, it's great. I didn't expect this to be in the final. I didn't expect this at all. I, I, I didn't think this team could do it. Well, Lewis, y'all can't, y'all can't send Coach K out with the loss to North Carolina in his last game. That, that would be the worst game to lose for his final game of his career. It'd be uh, great. Yeah. It'd be a triumph for the human spirit. <laughs> It would make the world. I, I can guarantee you, if it happens, everything will will be uh, everything will change for the better. <laughs> it certainly okay? could hurt. That's the way it is. I mean, the you one know, thing that you I learned from going to, to North Carolina was, you know, the, the whole idea of how do these people end up really hating each other, um, you know, around the world. I was in North Carolina for like forty-five minutes, you know, as Going there for freshman orientation. The end of forty-five minutes. I hated Duke, and I still hate Duke. And I had friends who went to Duke the same time I was going to Duke. I mean, going to Chapel Hill. You know, I mean, it's absurd. Was it a proximity thing? Just because they were around the corner, or or was it just indoctrination? You were just told you had to hate a darker color of blue. It was just. It was that, and being in the the conference together that did it. You know, being that close, being in the same conference. And they're pigs. They're little pigs. They are, in fact, little pigs. That is Lewis Black, and he describes the Dukies appropriately so as little pigs. The, the final four coming up on Saturday, and it would be the ultimate send-off to send Coach K packing, losing I mean, two straight to Carolina. To, to watch that game when we, we beat him at home in his final game. Yeah, uh, Lewis, have you ever 
had anybody want to slap you after a joke? Uh, I've had people, yes. you know, yell stuff. Uh, yeah. Nobody's. I mean, if you want to slap somebody after a joke, something is really, really wrong. With is something you. else I mean, bothering seriously. you? Huh? So something else is bothering you if a joke gets to you that way. Yeah, look, it wasn't the joke. He, he protect, he, look, he protected his family from a joke? What what planet are you on? That's I mean that's your something is off when you're protecting your family from a joke. How is it for a comedian now, Lou? I mean, how have you changed from when you first started to now? Is it is it? I mean, obviously it's still fun for you because you're still touring. But has some of the joy been stolen because no. there's just things that even for y'all are no. taken away? No, no. Okay. No. If it, if they did, then I would leave. Then gotcha. I'd be out of there. But you know, I've never. I mean, I, there was there was a time when I started. Uh, I yelled through the whole act, and apparently for the first ten minutes, this is give you an idea how oblivious I was. I would, I, and I was headlining. I'd be yelling for through the whole act. The first ten minutes, um, it took the audience about ten minutes to realize what was going on with my <laughs> yelling, and that uh, they didn't laugh for ten minutes, and I didn't notice. <laughs> that's, that's the great so, thing about radio, uh, Lewis. It's the same thing with us. We, we make know. jokes. We assume people are laughing. We think they are, but who knows? He is Lewis Black. He's going to be here in San Antonio November the 5th. You can check out Off the Rails Tour. Be it out the Charlie McCombs. Make sure you go get your tickets now uh, to see him in November. Now, on your tour, I, I was doing some research on you, Lewis, and obviously out of North Carolina. Uh, are you a golfer? You do play a little bit of golf, don't you? Yeah, but, you know, it's because it allows me to do something uh, – that allows me to hate myself a little bit more than I do in my daily life. It's te treacherous pleasure, Lewis. It is. I like. Well, I love. I love playing golf. I've, I've kind of gotten better at it. I used to just wander around the golf course screaming at myself. Well, now I realize. Now I realize I suck. Well, well Lewis, <laughs> for those of us who followed you and are fans of your your career and your, your stand up, you tend to have a little bit of anger you tend to kind of let things boil over and on the course is is that does that play into your golf game or is that just part of the humor or, or your stand-up because i have problems with anger management on the golf course and i'm not an angry person in general no, no i know it's just i'm I, you know you you go crazy because you it makes no sense well because it look it's it's there's no one between you there's no defense. It's you and a ball, and you've got the club, and all you got to do is hit it. And, of course, you're going to get angry because you can't hit it well. I mean, it, there's nothing stopping you except you. So you kind of go, I did it again. I suck. I suck bigger than I thought I sucked yesterday. It's uh, unbelievable. All you got to do is hit the ball, and we can't do it. Or you get no. you have a every you know you've done that thing you've got a a putt that's a foot for, away from the thing to make a birdie, and you just you melt down. You, just, <laughs> or you, I, you know yeah. I don't deserve to make this putt. <laughs> or you're on in two and then you three putt. That's oh yeah, boy, that's the, yeah. typical. <laughs> you know then I keep and then I keep little notches of that. Oh boy, if I was only learned how to putt well, I'd have shot us. <laughs> that is my game right there. Lewis Black joining us here on R&R &R in the morning. Now, Lewis, there, there's something going on here in San Antonio that uh, we're a little upset about. The uh, the Final Four, big deal. And there's a fellow yes. North Carolina type like you, a guy named Eric Church. He's a country singer. Had a, had a concert schedule here for Saturday night. Has canceled it on Thursday or yesterday, Wednesday, 
to attend the uh, North Carolina game in New Orleans. And San Antonio fans are upset. Has there ever been anything that would would cause you to consider canceling a gig? Yeah, if somebody said, oh, I'm going to give you, we've discovered a pirate treasure, and it's a billion dollars in gold doubloons, and we're going to give them to you if you never perform again. And I would yeah. be, and that would be it. Okay, I won't be performing. I'll see you. I won't be performing in San Antonio on November fifth. <laughs> or ever again. The balloons. <laughs> we, we don't know how to handle this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a little upset with the cat. But you know, as a basketball fan, I can kind of understand. But I'm a little upset with the guy. What should we well, do? Well, it's with a little. I mean, when did he decide it? This week? Day before yes. yesterday? Yes. Oh no, no, no! You had time to decide it. You know, you 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 know, you don't wait till the last minute, schmuck. That's wrong. That's, that's exactly how we feel, Lewis. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. You know, he like, had on. he could have done it last week, but but even then, it's too late. You know, you've got you've got to you got to make the gamble. He's a North yep. Carolina fan. He's the North Carolina Huge, type. It's not a dookie thing to say Coach K goodbye. It's a see North Carolina take good take Coach K out. I think it is. Well, here's the problem. That kind of commitment uh, is the thing that loses games. I know for myself, one of the reasons we got this far was just I thought we couldn't get this far. Once I, now, now that I think that we're in it and we've got a shot, we're screwed. Okay? <laughs> I think that's when, I had, when I was like, okay, well, this is really great, and, and this will be it, and it's, it's over after this, uh, we would win. But now, you know, and he's going to commit on this level? Nope, that's not going to help us. Yeah, that's not help. Joined by Lewis Black, he'll be in San Antonio November 5th at McCombs Theater. Lewis, who are some of the people that you enjoy, like that you sit down and watch and you enjoy and that are funny to you? Well, there's Dave Attell and uh, Bill Burr, Jim Gaffigan, a guy named Ted Alejandro, and uh, Judy Gold, Kathleen Madigan, Jackie Cation. There's a whole bunch of them. God, there's a ton of them. I much rather watch are. somebody else work. Oh, boy, I, you know how that you know how that goes, guys. Uh, uh, you know you're on your off the rails tour right now, and you'll be here in San Antonio in November. Uh, are you got any shows scheduled up in the next couple of weeks? Oh yeah, no. I'm tomorrow. I'll be in uh, New Jersey, and then uh, and then up to Syracuse, and uh, then on to uh, Long Island and uh, the Atlanta, Charleston. The fun never stops. Never stops when Lewis Black is involved. You'll be here in November off the rails. It's at the Charlene McCombs Empire Theater. A, a golfer, a basketball player, and a stand-up comedian, a fan uh, I have been for a long time. Lewis, in this day and age, when, as you said when you joined us, it's just trying to find a reason to carry on. Where do you where do you mine your humor? Is it We know who you are. And do you look at the Ukraine, and do you look at all the other things going on, and do you find your humor from the pain or do you find your humor from the from the the peripherals the strangeness of things i, I, I find it from the stupidity that's really go. it um the stupidity <laughs> is where i find it um and when uh, or uh those who are entitled um or when someone just says something you know it's like it's you know a lot of the times you i feel like all i'm doing is, is i'm going on stage i'm telling people what happened yesterday and they're laughing I, I don't even have to have a punchline. So it's not the the tragedy plus time anymore. No, well, it was never that. I mean, for me, it's 
you know, for me to come up with that kind of, it is tragedy plus time. It's not even that. It's just that I don't think, I don't think that fast to come up with punchlines for, for stuff that is uh, completely, you know, like the Ukraine. I, I actually was doing a, one of my, um, it's, I call it a, it's not a pot, it's a rant cast where I read the rants that people done after the show. I, when I'm in San Antonio, I'll be reading rants written by the yeah. audience. Um, and, uh, and what's what's upsetting to them and uh, when I you know that that's really uh, um, <laughs> that's where I find out where, you know where people are the the angriest and I was saying last week I said I got the, the I titled the the rant cast, I got no jokes about war I, I just you know I don't you know and I'm it may take weeks but it has to be about something outside of that around it right. not in it right you know, the it's our stupidity right. of either the coverage of it or, or it's like, you know, they, they're yelling like, you know, it's the thing of like, they're, they're yelling at Biden for saying what everybody thinks. You know, yeah. I mean, he's, he, all he did, he said, you know, we want, we, we want him out of the, uh, we want him out of power. Everybody wants him out of power. <laughs> okay, yeah. so he said it. It's like, well, oh, I can't believe he said it. But he it wasn't a secret schmuck. Hey, Lewis, the older I get, the more I realize why people love their dogs so much. It's because humans, we're stupid. Yeah, like, we are. Like, I get it. I, I really, at first I was like, why do people have so many dogs? Why do they love their dogs? It's because they realized a lot sooner than I did that I'd rather be around a dog than humans. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's why he hangs with me, Lewis. That's why we get along so well. Lewis Black will be here in San Antonio November the 5th. Uh, and a little behind-the-scenes stuff. We were going to have Lewis on last week. We handled a couple of mix-ups. And, uh, sir, you have been uh, you were a consummate professional. We cannot thank you enough for coming back and joining us again this week. We're excited about you coming to San Antonio, Lewis. Uh, he'll be here on November the 5th at Charlene McCombs Theater. Uh, go check out. Get your tickets right now so you'll be here with him. He ain't going to cancel. There'll be no no North Carolina no, or anything no else. Canceling. I'm well, we're, thanks for stopping by, Lewis. One of my absolute. My, my Washington commodes won't be winning. Um, oh, oh, we didn't even bring up the commander. Oh, fan. you're a commode fan. We are so oh, yeah. sorry to hear that. But you know, we're not even going into the other teams. I don't have the time. I really want to thank you guys too because I'm sorry I screwed up last week, and uh, it's uh, all good. And I'm glad we were able to work this out. I'm very happy about it. We're excited about you coming to San Antonio, and thank you so much for stopping by today. Lewis Black, stand-up extraordinary. And have a good weekend, guys. We will. We certainly will because we're going to be live out here at the Valero Texas Open today. Again, tomorrow, we've got a big show, Darius Rucker and Jason Aldean on Saturday, the final on uh, Sunday. We've got Fiesta going on. We've got so much happening. You know what we don't have? We don't have headlines. Lewis Black's been talking for nearly 15 minutes, and things are happening around the world. Are you ready, James Pleasure, to offer us the headlines? Let's do it. It's called. Here's the 411. There it is. 210. Good timing, fellas. We'll start things off this hour with the New Orleans Saints. What happened? Well, do they have a coach? They do. His name's Dennis Allen, but that's that's been a thing for a while. But. Headline two is the fact that the Saints will be losing another safety after losing Marcus Williams in free agency. They are also losing Malcolm Jenkins, who announced his retirement yesterday after 13 years between the Saints and Eagles winning Super Bowls with each franchise. He's the only person to beat Tom and Peyton in Super Bowls. That's pretty damn impressive. When you think about the brain drain 
there in New Orleans. I lose Sean Payton. And Jenkins, you know, he uh, he's not what he was. He no. certainly hadn't been in years. But that locker well, he was room. a monster. That locker room is going to be a lot less. Right. Because they're already suffering from the lack of Drew Brees. And now you're going to lose Malcolm Jenkins on the other side. Yeah, there's going to be a significant effect with that. We won't see it on the field as much, but in the locker room, that, that mentality of a winner. And as you said, I didn't realize that. He was the only one to beat them both. Yeah. Drop the mic. Well done. Moving on. Headline one. In a bit of a shocking move last night, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians retired from coaching and um, will move into the Bucks front office now. Defensive coordinator Todd Bowles will now be promoted to head coach as he receives a five-year deal with the Buccaneers. Uh... I heard Key and Jay and Max talking about this earlier. Uh, and Key was talking about how, you know, it's going to be a change because Bruce is a curse you out screen guy. Todd Bowles is a put his arm around you, say we'll get him next time kind of guy. I, I, I wonder how Tom feels. And I wonder who's going to be the offensive coordinator now because, well, I mean, it'll still be Byron Leftwich. So I'm sorry about that. It'll still be Byron Leftwich, but because I'm thinking when Tom made that decision, he had some of it based around being coached by Bruce. I mean, although he's already coached by Bowles, that's defense. I don't know how much they interact. So I'd be interested to see how Tom feels about it because he did come back thinking Bruce Arians would be the head coach. You'd, you'd think he would have. I, I, you would assume that Arians hadn't told him when he came back out, but I'm not sure how much it really matters. We're going to get into it yeah. after the break. Uh, it does fill a, a several narratives, and as, as we head toward the next headline, do you wonder if there's any health issues that have kind of risen their head? Because it was a, kind of an interesting time to announce that you're moving upstairs. We'll get into it in just a bit. Moving on. Headline Zero. And finally, Nine News' Mike Cleese reports that defensive end Randy Gregory recently underwent arthroscopic surgery wow. on his rotator cup. Cleese also said that both Gregory and the Broncos agreed upon the surgery. He oh, noted that the scope procedure will give him the best chance at playing a full season without any discomfort. Denver gave Gregory a five-year, $70 million contract in free agency to pry him away from the Cowboys. Uh, Denver, I, I was going to cut you off. I'm glad I let you finish because I know sometimes in these deals, you know, a guy will sneak an injury past the team, sign the deal, and then next thing you know, I need to do a cleanup. So the fact that that was all up front because that's how most teams and most players do business. They tell people up front what's going on, and they both agreed on it. They don't slip certain clauses in while you're not looking. <laughs> just waiting for Rob to go, ha! Yeah. Well, but your rotator cuff's pretty important at the defensive end, so hopefully that gets cleaned up. Well, you'd like to think Denver knew when they made no, the they deal. No, they did, that, clearly. Know, that the, the medicals were, were all taken care of. The yeah, – we'll see. <laughs> I, 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 well, you know, when I when we hear the more – more from the, the Jerry side of things, the El Paso. El Paso. I wonder how much they knew about the shoulder. I wonder what that played into it. I just, whenever there's a surprise surgery that out of nowhere, I, I'm I'm always going to be distrustful. I'm, I, I just mm-hmm. that's just me because you you sacrifice several months of rehab time, and I know sometimes you have to let it kind of calm down before you can get in there and fix it. But anytime that that unscheduled surprising surgery. Let's let's talk to, let's talk again about this shoulder when they come for OTAs here in June or in May. Let's see if he's ready. Fair enough. Especially Moving announcing on. it right after yeah. you strange. sign. Yeah, th- I'm always curious when I 
the timing of these off-season injuries, what the the normal rehab time and what they are going to miss, and was that d- decided upon when they did? Ah, oh, you know, I'll have the shoulder surgery. Might miss those first three OTAs though. Might not be able to work out for it, so I'm going to go ahead and get it done today. Which is important with the new team and yes. the new coordinator. Yes, it's a you huge. Need deal. All the work you can get. Well, they can downplay it as much as they want, but they just paid a whole bunch of money for a dude that went under the knife. Moving on. That's the four one one and a two one zero. This is going to be the challenge with this break. I can see the restroom, but can I get there and back before we come back on it? What do you figure? It's about a hundred yards. Not a hundred. I'd say seventy-five yards. I'll get there and back, right? I think you could make it. We can get one of the car- get you Shelton. We can get one of the cart guys to drive you over if you like. If you're curious, you know Rudy what? and I are live you out in Valero, jokes. Texas. Open, come out and join us. The sun Rob, is out. Find the coffee. When we're on the road, you're the coffee finder, hey, bro. I, I, we we got here before any coffee was even being brewed. We uh, but if I can sneak into the caddy shack, I left my wallet in the car. Who got me? But we need coffee. Well, we're going to go get us some coffee. You get in the car and come and join us. And if you're in the car going where you're going, don't turn the channel. We're going to be right back. R&R in the morning continues. We're going to talk some soccer in a bit. Connor Baloney of SAFC is going to join us, team captain. SAFC continues to roll. We're going to talk a little bit as the guests continue fast and furious live at the Valero Texas Open. Seriously, if you need a doctor's note, you need me to write you a note to get out of work, I'll uh, I'll write you something. Come to the Valero Texas Open. The weather is fantastic. Going to be a beautiful day out here. And you'll have the Blitz out here at 4 o'clock. I hear Jason and Joe are fun. We'll be right back. This is R&R in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's like breakfast tacos with the hot stuff. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R&R in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R in the morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. How are y'all this fine Thursday? James Pledger comfortably back, back in the glass box of fun as we are sitting live at the Valero Texas Open on the driving range. The games have begun, as it were. Hey, SAFC is back in action after last season's stellar performance. They've started hot again. SAFC took down those Rio Grande Valley Toros over the, over the weekend. We'd like to welcome on board SAFC starter and team captain last Sunday, Connor Maloney. Welcome aboard, Connor. How's your morning going? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. We're awesome. We are sitting out at the Valero Texas Open up on top of a hill. We can almost see your stadium from here. Hey, great start <laughs> this year. Tell me about the mindset of the, of the squad after last year. And, you know, you had a, little, a few transitions, a, a few changes, but all in all, this seems like a team that's feeling it much like they did last. Yeah, I think I, I would say that the mindset is pretty much the same as last year. Uh, we feel like we can compete with anybody uh, in the league, and um, we had that mentality last year as well, and, and we, we got pretty far, uh, not towards our end goal, but um, this year hopefully we can uh, we can change that. And We've been off to a, a pretty hot start, so um, this, this group is has the right mentality and the right mindset going into the season. Does it, does it feel like y'all are on like a – because, I mean, you're in the San Antonio, so that's why I liken it to it. I mean, the year the Spurs, you weren't here, but the Spurs, they lost Heartbreaker in 2013. And then 2014, 
they were just on a mission. They were a team on a mission. They were dialed in, super focused. Is that how you feel like y- y'all came into this season? Yeah, I would say the guys that were here last year um, right. knew how it felt to lose in, in that situation. So I think it was a, in the offseason, it was a time to, to sit back and, and reflect upon what we could do better um, as individuals and, and as a collective. And um, so I think we, we have that, that motivation right now and uh, the inspiration to go, uh, you know, make big things happen here. Now, when did you make did, – when you got – when you turned pro, Connor, is that when you made the transition to defense? Because I know you were offensive player of the year in big for the Big Ten in 2014. Is it once you got drafted you made that transition to fullback? Or was that yeah, – or did you just play both ways the whole, your entire career? No, I've always I've always been a forward attacking player. Um, right. Whenever I got drafted uh, to Columbus, I transitioned into a defender um, with the, with the great help of uh, our coach uh, at Columbus at the time, who's now the U.S. Men's National Team coach, Greg Berhalter. Um, right. Really took me under and and taught me the ways as a defender. Um, and so it was a pretty smooth transition with him being at the helm uh, of the crew. Connor Maloney joining us here on r in the Morning. The SAFC, they're heading to Phoenix, taking on the Rising on Saturday. Tell us about them. Yeah, they're, they're a great group of individuals. Uh, we have the utmost respect for each and every one of them, and we're going to go out and, and give it our all. And uh, We know what we're capable of, and we're going to go out and try to execute uh, to the best of our ability and just respect the opponent as we do every, every single every Oh, single come weekend. on, Connor. Come on, man! Uh, that's that's just how that's just how we are. We're we're a, a bunch of individuals that have the utmost respect for each each game and and know that each game is going to be a grind. And um, we're going to go out and try to execute all of our principles and all all the actions that that are in the game. So, but we we want to win. That's that's our mentality. We want to win. We want to go out and and execute and do it for the fans. Uh, what are you some of your, your short time here in San Antonio, Connor? What are some of your favorite places to go catch a bite to eat at? Catch a bite to eat. Uh, oh, I, when you're not eating, when you're not eating grilled chicken and broccoli. Healthy and I mean, protein. I know you soccer guys got to stay <laughs> spelt, and I respect that. You know it's a me and my wife love uh, Battalion. Uh, oh yeah, nice. we love we love it there. Um, I would say maybe mm, where else. I'm trying to think. Uh, no, Nona as well. We're, we're big nice. Italian people. You uh, can tell. So do you have any recommendations for us? <laughs> Rob, Rob's the food. My, my buddy's the food. You've named a few that I certainly would recommend. Uh, Connor Maloney joining us. He's with the SAFC's uh, team captain last week. Team started hot. You know, one of the things I'm always curious about is, you know, the the formation of a bunch of individuals, as you said, to to becoming a team. And and, and given the the rather transient nature of of of. Uh, your situation, the team situation, new guys coming, other guys leaving, all this kind of thing. How long does it take for you guys, or I should ask you right now, where are you on the scale of 1 to 10 as a team, coming together, understanding everybody else, your place in the offense, the defense, all of that? Are you ahead of the schedule, where you'd expect to be because of where you came from last year, or is there still some work to be done and there's even more to be seen? Yeah, I think I think we are where we expected to be, okay. um, but there's always room for improvement. Uh, we obviously, new guys coming in. It's only three games into the season. It's kind of been the uh, the next man up at this point. Uh, we have some injuries happening right now, but 
I, I think that we're we're exactly where we want to be right now, and there's always room for improvement. So it, it'll be uh, an adjustment throughout the whole year. Um, there will be ups and there will be downs, and there will be situations where we just have to figure it out on the fly. And, um, you know, that's kind of the beauty of this, uh, mm-hmm. that – you never know where what soccer is gonna what soccer is gonna do and what uh, people are gonna be available each week. But when you have a locker room like we do, it's it's every every man is you know has each other's back and and we support each guy on the field and each guy that's in the locker room because everyone contributes to the team and um, and we love that here and that's and that's why I'm back here for a third season uh, because it's a, it's just a different a different mentality here at, at SAFC. Talk to me a little bit about the U.S. men's team, Connor. Um, to me, and, and you could feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like, one, I'm happy we qualified for the World Cup after the disappointment four years ago, but I feel like this is probably our best collective unit of young guys. And while 2022, I'm excited for it, I feel like 2026 is going to be the year that all these young guys that are playing and getting to know each other may be when we turn the corner, but I feel like this is the best collection of young talent that we've had in quite some time. Uh, I would have to agree with you for sure. Um, it'll definitely take some time as, as young young guys on the international stage right. to you know, come together and, and, and form something that's something special. Uh, so 2026 is, is going to be something special, and um, having a, a coach like Greg – uh, will will definitely help that as well. Um, so I, I'm excited for those those young guys and um, excited to see what they can do. And um, uh, Christian Pulisic, a guy that you know he's from right from my area, played with him. My little brother played oh, with him. Oh, so, gotcha. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. So we have a little bit of connection there as well. Um, but he's been unbelievable, and and I have no doubt that that he'll uh, he'll captain us to you know hopefully deep into the World Cup uh, this this year and hopefully in 2026 um and and i think we're in good hands with him there and uh i wish him nothing but the best talk about the what's the line how thin is the line between because from where i'm sitting outside looking in how thin is the line between where you are now and the mls is it because to me i feel like there's any given time any of you guys can be right back on an mls team is it that big of a difference in your opinion um, I, I mean, there is a different mindset. Um, okay. I, and, but I also think that we're here. We're here for a reason. Uh, a lot of us have played in MLS. Um, you did, and, yeah. And you have. Try to get back there. That's obviously the some of the goals for us and uh-huh. um, individually. Uh, but I, I, if we, you know, have success as a collective, then those uh, individual successes will come. Mm. Connor Maloney joining us here on R&R in the morning. SAFC, they've won three straight. Let's see if we can put a fourth one. They've taken on Phoenix coming up on Saturday. You guys are going to be back. Yeah. Come out and see us on Saturday night here at the SAFC. Phoenix in in town. Yeah. Three straight. Connor, man, we're we're excited about the season. We're excited about last. Big things coming this year. Go get your tickets. SAFC going to be a great season. Check out Connor and the rest of the boys coming up on Saturday night. Uh, Thanks for stopping by, Connor. We do appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. Have a good day. Yeah, we too, certainly sir. will, man. Uh, Italian foodie. I was trying to think of, if you're still listening, Connor, the new place out on the rim. He said he, he liked uh, Italian, which is outstanding, man. They've got a braised beef there's down there. There's a new one the, at the rim. There's a new, it's a northern Italian place in the rim that is spectacular. Uh, we've got a lot to, what are, where are we sitting at? Eight thir- I don't have a clock in front of me, so we're at 8. Uh, it is 8.38. 
So coming up on 845, and we will be talking. Uh, no, I want to talk about, we got a little bit, a couple of minutes. Okay, yeah. We heard uh, yesterday afternoon. What's up? When uh, the, the word started spreading that Bruce Arians oh. had left Tampa Bay. So, so many questions that you have to look at. And my, when I initially heard it, I thought, oh, no, he's sick. Me too. Oh, no. That's the first thing I thought. That it, the, the cancer is back or something right. else because it was a rather inopportune time. But it certainly – I love the idea of bringing Todd Bowles back up there. I, I think that he – I think it, it feeds several different narratives. Arians isn't going anywhere. But my curious the, – the curious part of this was how much did Tom Brady know and when did he know it? Uh, Bruce doesn't feel like a guy that pulls punches. If he didn't tell Tom ahead of time, it's just because it just really came to him like, yo, I just don't feel like doing it. But I would think Bruce doesn't pull any punches. I would think he's like, hey, Tom, there's a chance I could be here. It may not be. I, I don't know. I don't know, if my, I don't know if my heart is still in it. I don't think he would hide that from Tom before Tom decided to come back. We don't expect to change a mentality. That no risk it, no biscuit no, kind of no, stuff no. isn't going to go away. Is, I mean, because, again, Byron Leftwich is still there. So – and. This is a good opportunity for Todd Bowles because, again, his first head coaching job was with the Jets. And I don't care who you are, when your first coaching job, unless your name is Bill Parcells, when your first coaching job is with the Jets, <laughs> it's not going to – most case, nine times out of ten, it's not going to end well. So at least this time around for Todd Bowles, he has a great roster on defense, a great roster on offense, and the guys already know him. So hopefully it's a much more successful uh coaching tenure for him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they gave him five years. And that was amazing. I mean, yeah. they stepped – so obviously There's by no that, way this happened overnight. Right. With the five-year deal, at least uh, ownership had a pretty good idea that, that Arians was gone. But the timing is such that I guess they kind of felt like they got through free agency. Uh, and he probably wasn't that involved in the draft. And he's really not leaving the team. But I do get the feeling we, we might have some – I, I hope it's not health-related. I, I hope it's not health-related. I can time. still see him in on some meetings. I can still see him having input, watching film. You know, if you go in the same back and forth that he had uh, with Byron Leftwich this past season, I don't see why that would change. They said he was very much involved in several of the free agents hiring. You wonder how much he was involved in the hiring of Bowles. Because, oh, that's frankly, been his guy. He was with them in Arizona. That's his guy's guy. Yeah, he a huge part in it. Well, what about Brady? How much do you think he had a role in that? Oh, because he'll be gone Brady. long before yeah. Bowles leaves. You sure? Well, <laughs> I guess I say that. <laughs> Are you <laughs> sure? I guess it's only a five-year deal. So right. You never know. <laughs> he might actually be here. I'm done saying when Tom is done. That's I, I, that boat sailed. When he's done, he's done. Him and Pop. Is there a traditional food? What's that? At the Valero Texas Open. Is there something that we should go look for? Mm, I've never heard what is of it. it. Is there a traditional Yeah, golf? it's beer. Well, the, <laughs> that's the food of choice at a golf tournament. No, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but what's Valero popular for? Their hot dogs? I don't know. Valero, I mean, when you go to a Valero gas station, if, you, like, if you're hungry, you leave. Oh, a Valero yeah, gas Valero, station. Yeah, like, yes. Hot dog? Do you think they've Slice got the, pizza? the hot dog rollers over in the concessions? Hell yeah, they do. <laughs> Hell yeah, they do. <laughs> Yes, they better. All beef. Someone might have been spinning for two years. You know what? <laughs> At least I know it's done. Spurs go down last night late. It yeah. was uh, a valiant effort. 
Uh, it was great. It was a, it was a good game, and more than anything else, my takeaway from the loss. And at the end of the day, it was a loss, and they are now out of the play-in race. Though we do expect that to be kind of a back-and-forth thing for the next two weeks. It was so much fun to watch a game in the fourth quarter that felt like it mattered. And I don't know if it was my transition from Team Tank to, oh, hell, we're in it, let's just go have some fun, or it was an attitude. But there is something about what the Spurs are doing. I think Pop called it grunt. When we come back, we're going to hear from Pop, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Spurs' loss, though the moral victory that Pop saw uh, post-game. Spurs don't get the tip in. They're 2-1 and one in uh, late-game heroics, so I think uh, – Karma played a role there. we got some tickets to give away and more to talk about. Hey, we're live at the Valero Texas Open. Jason and Joe will be out here at 4. We're out by the driving range. Come by and see us today. It's going to be a spectacular day in San Antonio. It's a Fiesta Thursday. It's a Valero Texas Open kind of day. Celebrate the right way. Start it with us here on R&R in the morning. We'll be right back here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Jason Minix and I will get you caught up on the latest news, moves, and more this afternoon, 4 to 7, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R in the morning, sitting comfortably the Valero Texas Are you comfortable? No, I'm actually putting on my coat yet again. It looks warm. Should be warm. It ain't warm. It will be later. The Valero Texas Open going off right now. And the, if you're headed this way, you'll get a chance to see. Well, just about everybody's going off now. I saw days out. We're all tied in. out. out. Trying to read the leaderboard from here, and sadly, I can't. This is always a tougher course. I think that's why a lot of guys don't come here. It's a yeah. It's, it's always been a tougher course, a tough, wide open course, and uh, it's not like Augusta. So you don't think it's a good tune up? Well, I think what it's mean? more of a tune up than it used to be. I think so too. I think it's a great tune up, but uh, again, we've seen U.S. Opens where guys are crying like they just want to make us look bad. When you got a tough course, it's a tough course. It's got teeth. Um, I love it's long. I love watching them look bad. Yeah, so, you know, sometimes they're like, they kind of run it. Don't run, but but we've also had some of the biggest names outside of Tiwis. We've had a Phil. We've had Rory. Oh, yeah. We've had Dustin, Spieth, our San Antonio's own because, oh, no, Bernie, Jimmy Walker. Yeah, they got to, <laughs> Bernie got to. Cause Bernie tough, gets yeah. to take. Yeah, they take to you, we'll, let, we'll, right. we'll let them stay out there. Life goes on, I think, is the uh, the operative term here. As Chris Rock, stand-up comedian, went back to work last night, had a sold-out show in Boston, and I have a feeling that he was probably selling out shows anyway. But uh, now more than ever, he's going to make a little bit more money. Yeah, ticket price gone up. I mean, we hate to see anybody get bullied. When someone gets bullied, we automatically go into our, you know, like, God, you know what, I feel so bad for that guy. And then next thing you know. I'm spending four hundred bucks on a ticket that would have cost you one twenty. Right, but are are you getting the sense that uh, the tide is turning on uh, Will? Oh, I think he's about to suffer a little bit. (laughs) Well, what? Well, I guess it's going to depend on your definition. Well, they're going (laughs) to inflict all that they can. I think the the academy is uh, investigating, which will go on for a bit and there's only been a couple of, of types that have been expelled from the academy but when you hear their names roman polanski he was a child rapist yeah that's uh and then uh what's on, his man. name the uh Ooh. the the guy that's in jail right now 
No, Epstein. No, nah, well, he was the one, not him, but the the super agent that's in jail. Those guys were both expelled no. from the academy. There's not much they can do. I don't think that I would even consider taking his Oscar. That had nothing to do with what he did. Um, the the academy's upset. You know, when the CEO tells you to leave and you tell them no. See, there's where they're going to get it. <laughs> it's like, first of all, where is your, where's your, where's your bouncers? They don't, like when the CEO tells you to leave and the guy says, no, I won't leave. You don't have any bouncers. There's no bouncers at the Oscars. I would think you wouldn't You don't want feel to feel like you needed them, but there is 911. <laughs> So what do you stop the show until the cops? Well, see, there? I think that's where he benefited from. They didn't want to make a scene. Right. They just wanted to let everything go. But at the end, after he got to sit there, and the more I saw where uh, uh, Venus Richard came out, Serena and Venus's father came out and it? said we're anti all of that violence. Serena came out and said essentially the same thing, violence. I've heard terms. What's the toxic male masculinity? Yeah, that's I've the, heard that term a lot that's, lately. That's the term that's being thrown around a lot. This is toxic male masculinity. Yeah, I've heard that a lot from the women's side of things. Like, don't tell me you're defending me. That's toxic, whatever you just said. So, yeah, he got to, again, I mean, you you go into hiding. Go into hiding for a year. Come back out. Say you're sorry again and go on about it. But, yeah, he's going to have to go away for a minute. Other That's Hollywood. just the way it goes in this business. Yeah, I I still, I think there's more coming toward him. There seems to be a growing groundswell of, yeah, and what he said, and something else. Uh, still got $700 million. He just go oh, away yeah. for a minute. The uh, other Hollywood news. What's that? Uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. What having to step away from acting. He's suffering from a condition known as aphasia. What is that? Which is a communication and speech issue where you – lose the ability to understand letters or words it's a it's a terrible it's a terrible situation to find an actor yeah i don't in that situation and and i that was my i've never heard of that i i had to go it's like your ability to communicate and you know there's a lot of and there's a lot of question as to is is are you still fine inside you just don't have the ability to communicate or did you lose that as well there's a lot of questions behind that i would think i would go crazy it's if you know terrible. what you want to say and you know what you want to do and then you can't that would that would that can mess with you bruce willis uh stepping away from acting as it was announced and yesterday. demi moore was the spokesperson for it i know they have children together and they were married for a bit but yeah. i found that odd yeah that's hollywood man I, okay i, I, I was get, like what? i don't i don't get any of that <laughs> I was like, Demi? I, I'm pretty sure if I had divorced my wife, she would not be the one announcing stuff like that. Because she, he's married a couple times, right? Yeah, that's all, that's all that. I was playing. Uh, that's weird. Well, there are no more diehards on the way. That's No. What's your favorite Bruce Willis flick? Favorite Bruce Willis flick? That would be worthy of our morning crew. Jump on our variety of methods to speak. Yeah, what is your no. My favorite Bruce Willis movie. Well, Die Hard would have to be number one, but um, off the top of my head, although Armageddon was good. Armageddon was good. Uh, there was one he was in with a rapper I like most, Def, 16 Blocks. Oh, that was a good one. I liked 16 Blocks, but I guess we got to go cliche and go Die Hard. We're going to have to do some research on that, try to figure out what... What is your favorite Bruce Willis movie? Nine o'clock hours chock full of goodness. We're going to tell you what to cheer for. Jerry has some thoughts on, uh, well, a variety of things with the Ooh, Dallas Cowboys. And the, the news behind the scenes with the uh, the article that the, the writer, his name is Van Natta, 
That's a weird name. We had him on. It's a Dutch, I believe. We, he's, oh. he's a friend of the station. He's been on with the Blitz. Yes. This guy seems to be the keeper of secrets. And when he joined with Jason and they first, uh, you know, exposed the Dalrymple, paying off the cheerleaders, the lurking and all of that, he came on with Minix. And as he was leaving the air, he said, there is more to come. Well, it appears the more to come involves Jerry's daughter and a divorce proceeding and a deep throat kind of a leak of information regarding the Cowboys. Vanetta says there is more news to come. We'll talk about that in the 9 o'clock. Coming at you live from the Valero, Texas Open. It's that kind of day. Come out and see us. We're out on the driving range. The Blitz will be here as well. Good day to be a San Antonio. Let's celebrate it. You're on r r in the morning, and this is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R&R uh. R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Yeah, made it. Thursday morning, beautiful San Antonio. R&R in the morning continues third hour. He is Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. James Pledger comfortably and well-dressed, may I say, back in the uh, glass box of fun. Carolina blue tie, though. He, he says is, he's going for Duke, but he got on Carolina blue. Uh, we're asking your favorite it's not game Bruce. Day. <laughs> it's not game day yet. That's true. It is game day. What are you talking about? I'm fighting Texas Aggie going off right here. <laughs> On San Antonio Sports Star, Buzz Williams proving the world was wrong and he was right. Should have been in the tournament. Unbreakable's a good one. Appreciate you, Gilbert. Yeah, they've been chiming in. Unbreakable, Fifth Element, Pulp Fiction. Wow. Fifth Element was good. Yeah. Or was it? No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Uh, chime in. How, Fifth or, Element however, was awesome. What, that was the one where he was like a space taxi driver. Yes. And that chick that couldn't speak. <laughs> Lilu, yeah, I can't do. I can't do with Lilu. That's, I can't that's do with Mila that. Djokovic. Yeah, that was fine. I was all. I, if the volume was down, it was okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't deal with that. Or Gary Oldman, minions. I can't. Well, I can't deal with fake languages. Lilu, I can't do that. I can't do minion stuff or Lilu stuff. But uh, you know, Fifth Element was good. What was Six the Sense? Ooh, Six Sense is a good one. Uh, he was dead, by the way. He was dead. I'm just Spoiler alert. There. I think I'm allowed to spoil a movie that's 25 years old. Michael Jimenez probably hasn't seen this. What is Striking Distance? <laughs> I never saw Striking I don't know distance. what Striking, striking distance, distance. Distance, he was a cop, and there was uh, there were riverboats involved. Oh, he was a boat captain, that's right. No, he wasn't a captain. Pittsburgh. He was a cop. No, he was a cop on the water in yeah. Pittsburgh, and there was a young female yeah, star. Yeah, it was good. It was a low-key, yeah, really good now, movie. Again, we're throwing names out now, but we're forgetting this is... Was the best. We're talking Die Hard. We're talking Pulp Fiction. Can't just throw movies out. Um, Hostage was good. It wasn't Die Hard, where he was the cop and the kid had took the oh the young lady hostage. That one, that one was good. But I, I, it's got to be Die Hard. Is it Die Hard or is it Die Hard with a Vengeance? What the one with Samuel Jackson? Yeah. That was my favorite. Uh, okay, so which one? <laughs> which one of the Die Hards? Oh, it's one of those two. To take out a helicopter in the sky. Which one was that? One? That was oh. a vengeance. That was the. That was when there was the. Oh no uh, no 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 no! All the computers. Are no 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 no! I'm sorry. That's no. die, live for your die hard. That's four. Yeah, okay. I didn't watch that one. And With Timothy the one was, and then and, and then Samuel L. Jackson was the uh, Harlem, and they had that to, was a good one. They had to answer that one. Was a good one. 
That's the second best Die Hard in my mind, behind the first one. <laughs> Die Hard 2, not so much. That was the one in Denver, right? Where it was yeah, it was no. the one at the airport. That was in Philly. Cool. No, it was Denver. No, it was Philly. Well, I mean, it was filmed in Denver. I guess it should be. Oh, I was okay. there when they were filming it one time. Okay. And I, it was, anyway, um, <laughs> it was announced yesterday that he had that he's dealing with aphasia yeah. and, and is passing. Last night, you watched Moon 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 Night. Moon Night. I did. You did? I did. No. What? I did. I watched it. And let me tell you, as far as the beginnings of these, uh, does it start slow? No. I was going to say, as far as the beginnings of these. Because I literally have no idea about this character. Never heard of it. I don't me know neither. what me his neither. superpower is. I'm still not sure what it is because the first one was kind of kind of setting the stage. Very well done. Very well done. I'm hooked. Can you – so on Disney Plus, I'm not used to it uh, with the series. Can you Only binge it? Only one at a time now. Oh, it's one at a time. It's and one it, at a time. But if you leave it, you can binge it once it finishes. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and that's my, my son, Jack, was over. Jack, uh, the co-host with James here for Saturday Morning Hangover, was over for dinner. And uh, – we put it on, and it kind of made him mad because he was wow. like, man, I want to wait a couple of weeks so I can binge, you know, three, yeah, four hours too. with it. I don't want to have to wait for another week. But it hooked me. Right at the very end, you get to see him in, in uh, his, I was going to say, his uniform. You were hooked like that on Boba Fett, though. Oh, yeah. Got me right off the yeah. bat. This one is the same way. Um, what exactly is his superpower? I don't know if he has a superpower. Well, you know, it's this. this Look, we can't give it away. Well, because at the very at the end of the first episode, okay, um, wait, the character uh-huh. is kind of he doesn't know he's a superhero. He doesn't no. He he falls asleep and wakes up and he's in like Switzerland. He fell asleep in London mm-hmm. and wakes up in Switzerland. Can't figure out how he got there. He'll yes. wake up and he's battered and bruised, and he's standing in this bathroom and there's this Egyptian what? devil dog. That is coming to get him. I don't know if I want to hear this. I want to watch him. No, I'm just going to say. And then he turns, and then he starts. You start getting some answers to some of the stuff that's going on. But then, the series is over, and he is dispatched this thing. And I don't know what his power is that allowed him to do that, other than Egyptian power. Well, the reason like he's waking up and not knowing all these things of where he wakes up is he's dealing with DID. He's dealing with a bunch of multiple personalities that don't know which each one of them are. That's the gist that I got. That's how I took it. Moon Knight, Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, my stream died. It's all good. My stream died. Last Boy Scout, great, great pull by Tony Galan. Great? Last Boy Scout was great. I'm trying to remember what Last Boy Scout was Damon Wayans. Oh, yeah, that wasn't bad. Where was the, which one was the one where he played the assassin, and he put, he would dress up in costumes that just looked like Bruce Willis in costumes? Um, <laughs> I don't remember. He, red? Red was a really good one. That wasn't Red. No, it wasn't no, that. it wasn't, but it was a uh, uh, Bruce Willis movie. Bruce has uh, announced yesterday that he's dealing with aphasia and is stepping away, at least temporarily, from his acting career. And uh, we're trying to figure out what is his best movie. It is a weekend chock full of Final Four goodness, uh, but we're going to tell you what to cheer for. Um, no, no. Uh, oh, Jackal. You're talking about Jackal. It was Jackal. Yeah, the Jackal was a really good movie. What are you cheering for this weekend? No F1. So, <sighs> I think it's only right, man, uh, because because Eric Church came through and took a tinkle on our city. I have to, I have to cheer for the Dukies, like, uh, I, and again, I've never really cheered for Duke, like, and I don't hate Duke, 
but I don't root for them either. It's like, eh, whatever. I'm indifferent on Duke. But I gotta, I gotta cheer for Duke just so, just to ruin Eric Church's weekend. I, I hate to mirror, but I'm cheering for Duke for an entirely different reason. It, it is so it's Coach K. It's Coach K. And how, how many opportunities do you have to truly leave on top? Not a lot. I told you, we Strahan, Peyton, Elway, David Robinson. Um, you're that's one hand. We're, yeah. we're talking about athletes <laughs> on one hand. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That literally walked away at the top. You just uh, I, can't I, think. In, in college basketball, I think of Al McGuire at Marquette. He won and stepped away. And we and oh, okay. See, there's another he was, one. He was leaving. Heck, that was just been 35 years, 40 years ago. I mean, it just to be able to to uh, create the narrative, announce your retirement a year in advance, go with the victory lap that he got, and they'll and then find your way into the final four with the potential to win it all. It. it, it John Wooden-esque, and I think that it's completely appropriate. And if he does lose to North Carolina on Saturday, that yeah, North sucks. Carolina will it will suck forever. But you know the fact it won't, you know, it won't lessen his legacy. But if he wins, the legacy launched launches even that much further. I'm surprised. I know you love some K, but I'm surprised not the fight in Texas A&M Aggies and the well, that's, and that's, the knit. Well, well, I'm cheering for that tonight. I was talking oh, about over the weekend oh, tonight. Okay, gotcha. Aggies are My taking bad. on Xavier of Ohio, uh, taking uh, the NIT by Storm. And it the game the other night against Washington State has been a walkover. The, it Buzz was right. What's that? They, they certainly oh. did deserve to be there. And I think you know Xavier could stand there and say the same damn thing. But. A round of 32 loss or an NIT title? What would you prefer? I think Buzz now realizes that the NIT title is better for the long term of the program. You think so? Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. Uh, we had The reason being is tonight they are the only thing in the basketball universe. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to turn on and watch Texas A&M take on Xavier. That is free publicity that Buzz would have never gotten. That helps when he's recruiting. Those wins that help those a couple of the young kids get through. Uh, Obaseki, or I cannot quite figure out what the proper pronunciation of his last name is. Right. But those freshmen that came in, this is invaluable. It, it, this is the best possible thing for the program, and Buzz has been consistently in the news. It's not the best scenario, but at the end of the day, I think we we will see A&M pour more respect from this than it would have been a, a first or second yeah, round out. Yeah, like a second round out. Because one of the things we did realize is the SEC, apart from Arkansas, was a little bit overvalued. I think that the SEC was not quite as good as we thought they were. Um, I, I think they beat up on each other, and we thought that they were better than that. But <laughs> And that kind of scared me about what A&M's prospects would have been, especially watching what happened to Auburn. Uh, but I, I think in the long term, yeah, I'm, I'm cheering for the Aggies tonight, and I think in the long term it was the best thing that could have possibly happened to Buzz and the basketball program because, again, they're going to be front and center on ESPN. They're going to be the lead story on SportsCenter. Um, it, it does nothing but, but help the Aggies. And we get to hear Buzz's rant again. One, if they win tonight, I think, they're gonna, I think they're going to play it again. I, 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 well, they'll play it again. <laughs> I think Buzz would prefer that they didn't. But why? He that was from the heart. It man. was from the heart, and again, it it showed how much he was with his guys, even though 
he could have come out and said, yeah, we should have been in. We lost eight straight in February. We we don't deserve to be here. Our guys need to understand there are ramifications for losses, and this is it. We'll, we'll stand up. We'll dust ourselves off and go to work. But that's the situation. I think in the long run, he would have probably preferred to have said that, but I think he endeared himself to the team and to Aggies for standing up for what he obviously felt was wrong. Mm. Well said. Jerry. Um, Jerry, what's he talking to? What's he talking about now? I, you just get the sense that there are those storm clouds you see up in the distance. Those aren't going to fade away. I think they're headed toward the Cowboys. This Don Van Natta story, the behind the scenes with Jerry dealing with a variety of lawsuits, one from uh, – what might be a love child, I'm not sure. Uh, his attorney spoke to that yesterday. We also have heard from the Van Etta story regarding other things going on with the Cowboys and a divorce involving Jerry's daughter and a guy named Shy. Only Shy knows the R&B group. I don't think this is him. No. No, 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 no. This is this yeah. is four guys named Shy. But that were from Chicago. Oh, but you right? know, I know Shy LaBeouf. S-H-I-A. This guy's S-H-I. Oh, okay. I'm trying to figure out what that's short for. We're going to get into the Dallas Cowboys at 930. But first, headlines is what we love, and James has got a lot of them. It's time for the 411. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. Starting things off this hour as defensive end Arden Key coming off a career best eight-sack season with the San Francisco 49ers has signed okay. a one-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a deal worth up to $7 million. And you say who? Arden Key coming out of LSU. You Texans, you Titans, you Colts, watch out for Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. They spent some money. They're getting the guy, the, the running back from Clemson back. Uh, oh, Travis right. Etienne. Yeah. They're getting Etienne back. Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl winning coach. Titans, Colts, do not sleep on the Jags. Oh, you can take a nap. No. Don't sleep. I don't think so. I, think I don't think so. Nap. I don't think so, man. Do you think this they is could not be Bengals? Urban. Do you think this could be a Bengals turn? Seriously? Well, keep in mind. This team just went to the AFC title game. Not this team, but they went to an AFC title game with Jalen Ramsey. Well, that seems like a lifetime ago. I was like two, three years ago. It feels like a lifetime. Is there anybody on that on that roster that would? I, I don't think there. That seems like so right. long ago. Well, remember too, though. Trevor Lawrence was the most highly regarded quarterback prospect we've had since Andrew Luck and before that, Peyton Manning. Well, yeah, I know that I, there's a lot of talent there. I'm not disparaging the fact that they have acquired they got some a real coach talent, and they have a real coach. But can they make the jump like Cincy did? I guess it's feasible. Um, James Robinson was a rookie of the year think, candidate I, two years I ago. I think they can be 9-8. and eight. Is 8-9. Eight and nine. Well, you figure Pittsburgh, Cleveland, is that the same as, I don't know, man. Oh, the division's you might be weak. something. Yeah, the division's pretty weak. Yeah. <laughs> then there's that. You might have just talked me into something here. But it's weird let it play. I mean, you would hope Trevor Lawrence turns the corner because Mac Jones outplayed him. Mac Jones outshined everybody in the rookie Davis class. Davis Mills year. outperformed him. Davis yeah. Mills outperformed Yes, he did. Well, Thank they, you, Pledge. That offense was stunted by Urban Meyer's 
fingerprints. No, I'm the not whole sure about team. the outfit. Yeah, I think that's what I should say. That team was stunted <laughs> by Urban Meyer. So that might be something worth following. But you're right. The acquisition part has been complete for both it's coaching and talent. I saw that they announced yesterday that they'll be playing at least one game at Wembley Stadium for the, at least the next four years. And I think the intent is at some point it'll be an 8-8, eight and 8-9, eight, eight and 9-8 nine, nine and eight split the season here and in London for Jacksonville. So keep your passport stamped, Jaguars. <laughs> Moving on. Headline 1. All right, guys. The United States has booked their spot in Qatar for 2022. Woo-hoo! Last night, they secured their spot by... Losing to Costa Rica (laughs) by a score of two to nothing. They take one of the three spots. Canada, who won the group, along with Mexico, all heading to Qatar. This is the first time since 2014 the U.S. is going to the World Cup after losing out in the 2018 Russian edition. Well, we we just didn't want to go to Russia. No, there is that. That's all that was. (laughs) But no, this is the thing, man. And I told uh, Connor... I told Connor Maloney this when we just spoke with him of uh, the captain, fullback captain for San Antonio FC, that this collective group, we have more guys than ever playing overseas. They're more talented than we've ever been. 2022, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I would I would be shocked if we get out of group play. But 2026, and nobody will remember this, the United States be quarters to semis. The United States will be in the quarters to semis we're, in 2026. We're going to advance out of the knockout? We will be in the quarters of the semis. In 20, again, nobody will remember this. I don't even know if I'll be alive, on radio, whatever. <laughs> but in 2026, I'll play it back for you. the USA will make its mark in the soccer world with this young group of talented football players we have. And don't roll your eyes at me, Rob. I'm sorry. You know I can see you on stream, y'all. <laughs> no, when you said that, I, I felt like I heard this in 1996. No, you didn't. And then no. I heard this back in 2004. And then I heard it again with with uh, in 2008. And then I heard Taylor Twelman going, what are we doing? And here we sit again. Taylor, that was a good, one of the best rants ever. So I, I would like to think that we will t- we will view this year, uh, 2022, as the turning point, that we reached as far down as we could go when we were exited from to the previous World Cup by Trinidad and Tobago. That that was as bad. Why do you keep bringing it up, man? Because it's all he knows. Nine people (laughs) on the whole island. No, it's only seven. And they they got they they played with the girls team and they beat us. (laughs) Wow. We lost. The United States lost something to Trinidad and Tobago. And it wasn't a dance contest. European champ Italy is not in because they lost to Morocco or something. They got their own. No, they lost to the Macedonians. Macedonia, whatever. Macedonians. And this is their second one missing. They missed this twice in a row. Hey, just because they got problems doesn't make our problems. You know Rob hates whatabouts. Yeah, I don't like whatabouts. Rob hates whatabouts. But what about Rob? The no. whatabouts, they got their own issues, and they're worse off than we are. That's the equivalent of our, our basketball, Team USA, missing yes. two straight FIBAs. I, we would be... Oh, my gosh. There'd be, yeah, barbarians at the gate. We'd be charging the, <laughs> the, the offices there in Colorado Springs, the USA basketball. <laughs> the, but given, maybe this is the turnaround, and maybe we will look back at it. I just don't see it. 
I no, just I, you, and you're supposed to go off the credit report. Credit report shows we're going to go to World Cup. We're going to get our faces beat in. I don't <laughs> have a problem with you saying that. Are, are there two more Christian Pulisics floating around out there? Because I think we're going to need three. Of them. By 2026, talent, there will be. There, we got a lot of young talent, man. We're going to be good. Moving on. I'm with them. I'm going to get Head the I'm cheering. This one's for you, Rob. Seton Hall has hired Shaheen Holloway after his historic run at St. Peter's. Holiday, who will be introduced as the Pirates coach later today, agreed to a six-year deal with Seton Hall. Holloway said, quote, Life has a way of coming full circle. Mm -hmm. This is certainly a full circle moment for my family and I. Seton Hall is near and dear to my heart. It's where I became a man. It's where I met the love of my life. It's where I spent countless hours honing my crafts as a basketball player and coach. Of course, Holloway once played for Seton Hall and coached there. He was a McDonald's All-American the same year as Kobe Bean Bryant. Mm -hmm. He actually won MVP of that McDonald's All-American game. But this is why I say that's why I love the transfer portal. Because, you know, y'all are just in the locker room crying together, hugging, high-fiving. Yeah, we from New Jersey. We from New York. All while your age is working out a deal with Seton Hall as soon as y'all lose. So I have no problem with the transfer portal because coaches are always going to look out for themselves and their families, which they should. We all should be striving to get to the next level in our, in our, um, in our careers. But we can't turn around and be like, man, this transfer portal, why not? Coach has been doing this since the beginning of time. Keep the portal open. We celebrate Shaheem getting a job, and that was the most obvious thing as Dude, far as like coaching that, hires. Did that come down ever. for just the last two days, Rob, or did, has that been in the works for the two weeks? The moment they won game one in the tournament. <laughs> See, no, I was like, <laughs> on the phone, Shaheem. Now, we celebrate. You know, he, he needs to be at Seton Hall. He this should is good. Be. This, this is one of the tournaments for right, right. The oh. cream rises to the crop, and this is where we find him. But as we celebrate Shaheem and his, you know, his journey, his growth as a right. coach, let's not forget Latrell Reed, Jr., Britt Bland, freshman, Marty Silvera, sophomore, Jerry Ngapo, a freshman, Daryl Banks, Jr., Fusiani Drame, Jr., Casey Ndefo. Oh, he's a senior. It doesn't matter him. Clarence Rupert, <laughs> freshman. Isaiah Dasher. Hassan Drame. These are all guys that are still there at St. Peter's. See? That's, that's my point. They're, they're, Those they're, are the guys you just told, hey, hey, man, let's go out here. Let's get it done together. Congratulations, coach. You know what I mean? You, you think they're upset? Yeah, I would be upset. I would understand. I would like to think that we will be just as understanding when these guys go, well, you know what? I'm transferring. You just told us we were family. Yes. And we're family. We got to stick together because no one believes in us. And as soon as we lose, you put on a Seton Hall pullover. So I played <laughs> so well. You got a $10 million raise, and, and I'm transferring. And nobody on that team's going to the league. Not a one. They might go overseas. Nothing wrong with that. Earn a good living over there. This is just life as a college basket, in college basketball. It's college I just sports. Want to, yeah, I just want to point out the fact that You're right. the next time a player goes, I'm not playing in a bowl game, sit down and shut up. Let them not play in a bowl game. Let them go make their money just like a coach going, I'm not going to hang around for another year at St. Peter's. I love what I do here, but I'm going to go across the river. Preach. No. Moving on. Congratulations, Sheen Holloway. Yes. It, it's a great hire, long overdue. Seton Hall needs to be good for college basketball to continue to expand the way that it is. That's the 411 and a 210. Because really, they are the only – Seton Hall, St. John's has fallen so far down. There is no, no. – 
And, and St. There's Peter's no East kind of, Coast Mecca. There is, especially in New York, there is right. no New York school to go to, unless you're considering Syracuse and Bayheim's about to retire. They're going to end up outside of a major conference. One last bit of news. I said there was no F1. There is a little bit of F1 news. We're going to talk Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys situation. There's gathering storms, it feels like. Yesterday, huge news in, in uh, F1. Uh, Volkswagen, which owns Porsche. Volkswagen owns Porsche? Yeah, and Audi. Damn. Um, they are not currently in F1. Their motors are not being They're not ready. Well, they have announced yesterday that they're jumping into the fray. Porsche and Audi will join the likes of Ferrari and McLaren and, and Lotus and nice. all of those in the upcoming years. So for those of us who are following into F1, and my new podcasts are going to be F1 podcasts. I'm putting them together now. I'm chasing a guest. Just, for real, for real, for real? Yeah. I like that idea. So we're gonna, we're, we're chasing. That's a great idea for you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was talking to a couple guys with the F1 yesterday. I think I might have us a guest for my first little F1 podcast coming around the bend. A uh, a, a, they're called uh, team principals. It's kind of like the head coach of one of the F1 rosters. Man, this is going to be good. I'm, I'm excited. And, you should uh, be. I just wonder if you're going to be able to keep it under 30 minutes because you get so excited. No, I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is it's one of those few things well, the, One of those few things in the world that I'm genuinely excited about, about and I don't know a lot about. You know, I, it's, I'm new I to think- it. Oh, I see what I'm you're doing. I mean, it's easy to become a basketball fan, but to understand why Duke and North Carolina dispa- dislike each other, you kind of need to know what happened back in 1999. You kind of need to know the lineage, the the reasons that the the feelings kind of progress. You kind of need to be a long term fan to truly understand it. And I'm not that. I don't pretend to be. Well, then, damn it, I want to do a bodybuilding one. I think you should. I'm a big bodybuilding fan. You know what? Well, use your, as much use your long arms. Give to me find some bodybuilders. bodybuilders, like the real ones, though. I. Where do you find them? I got you. We'll be right back. I got Lincoln go find, Bio. I got to go find a bodybuilder. <laughs> Dallas Cowboy talk. Jerry Jones and illegal pickle. Does he have a baby? A what? baby mama? I don't know. We're trying to figure out exactly what this lawsuit is. They say it's uh, coercion and extortion. She says, hi, Daddy. Uh, We'll talk about that and other things going on with the Dallas Cowboys next. Hey, come out to the Valero Texas Open today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. Enjoy all that San Antonio has to offer. We're here. You should be, too. The Blitz will be here at 4. R&R in the morning continues next here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. A double shot of energy in the AM. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R&R in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R in the morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Rudy uh, getting some video as we're sitting live at the Valero Texas Open right on the driving range. The sun is up. It's I think it's a little over 30 degrees now. Finally warming up. Up there it's finally warming up. Under here it's still a little chilly. I was sitting in the tent. Uh, who'd you see? Who's out there? Everybody left. Everybody, everybody gone. Everybody's, I guess, teed off. Last golfer just drove off. So we could go out there and hit a few? There's a ball. There's a there's a tent right next there's to us. They, they walk in with balls. I uh, maybe they've got. I think they'd rent us some clubs. Yeah. Because the one thing about when, about <laughs> I golf. Ricky Fowler's here too. Ricky Fowler. Think about golf more than any other sport 
is you go to watch golf dressed ready to play. People it, dress up for golf. Everybody here looked like they could be <laughs> <laughs> looks like they could be playing. So maybe they'll just see me and go, "Hey, uh, you come here. Yeah. We need you." They're not gonna ever happen. Another no no. And we're gonna get to Jerry. Not, not a no no. Another thing that chaps my hide, Rob. The guy that takes his clubs to Top Golf. If you take your own clubs to Top Golf, shot fired. You might be a little. You might have some douche in you. <laughs> like if you really walk up to Top Golf, well, we're just going to have. I've taken a club to Top Golf. A club. I've never. <laughs> I've never carried a bag, but I have taken a club. Rudy okay, just called me did. a douche. So do wait, you take your clubs? Wait, to wait, top wait. Golf? Time out. How many clubs did you take, Pledge? <laughs> My you didn't bag. Go with your bag. Pledge, you got to check with me. Why? Pledge, it's not, bro. It's competitive. You're trying to win. I want no, my sticks. No, dog, we're there to kick it. Okay, is it is it akin to taking a bowling ball to a bowling alley? No, that is totally different. Why? What's different? That is totally different. How is it? Are, are you your own course, pool cue to a pool Of course you take hall? your own pool cue. Top golf is all about the good that's camaraderie. We're just hanging out. Like one club, Rob, you're good. Pledge the fact that you took your bag, we gotta talk, bro. Cause you're cooler than me. You know what I mean? Like like by far. You're you're a much cooler guy than me. I'm bothered that Apparently you took your not. Home. Bro, I think I, when I see them coming up those top golf stairs and they have their bag, I'm like, dog, where like who who you like we we drinking beer, we eating wings, we kicking it, man. What are you doing? Well, maybe that's this dude's driving range. Maybe you gotta, <laughs> maybe he can afford a little bit better driving range than we can. He doesn't. He's not playing with X outs. The clubs at Top Golf aren't that good. I no. will give y'all that. They're not good, but they're not supposed to be. We're not there trying out for the Valero. We there to kick it. Cause I was out at first. The first time I saw, I was like, the dude had his shirt tucked in. He had on a Titleist hat. He had a glove in his back pocket, <laughs> and he had his clubs. And I was like, where am I? I couldn't believe I was seeing this. I was like, he had a glove. And I'm competitive as they come. And when I'm out at Top Golf, I'm trying to win. But I will win with the equipment they provide. You think it's it's rough on right-handers? Go grab a left-handed. Oh, a that sucks. That does suck. Like especially that you there with a you know you there with your lady like eh, taking your club dude my wife would slap me if she saw me packing my clubs to go to top you gotta, you gotta have her caddy so, for you Honey, she I, would be so mad I think I'm gonna need a three I was wondering why he said shots fired pledge you walked upstairs with your bag dog absolutely <laughs> I can't believe you did that <laughs> the whole bag sixteen clubs. What, Fourteen, yes. Competitive leagues. <laughs> now that okay. Now if I'm in a top golf league, but yes. do they? I would assume yes, they would. Yes, right? yes, they do. And if, I know if I'm in a league or if I'm going out there and like, hey, this is a real tournament. There's real prizes. Yes. If I'm going, me, you, pledge, Menix, our wives. I'm not taking my clubs. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> I'm so well, I don't see the difference between taking a bowling ball or a pool cue. You're going to win. Exactly. Or, or your own roller skates. Or your own darts. My yeah. brother-in-law my brother-in-law rolls around with his own darts. So what's if the somebody... difference between own dart guy, own bowling ball guy? But, 
because it's uh, so big and bulky and you're going upstairs, it just looks weird. A bowling ball weighs like 20 pounds. <laughs> but there's... <laughs> no, it doesn't. It goes up to 16. Well, I don't know what kind of bowling balls you're using, Bledge. If you're bowling 20 pounders, If you're bowling a 20 pounder, dog, you need to be in powerlifting. <laughs> but I, I've never owned a bowling ball, but see, nor Rob, have I ever owned a pool cue. Rob is a, a southpaw. I get him taking the club. Pledge, the whole bag, never again, bro. Yeah, I play with blades. It's a different feeling iron. It's a mat. Oh, did you hear that? He said I play with blades. I play, I play First with of blades. All, I need I've, to feel the ball because I shape my yeah, shots. I've I do. I played with you. I play with you. I know you play blades, and I know you are a, you're a really, really good golfer. Not top golf. Not off the mat. Not off that plastic tee. Can you tell, a, I mean, literally tell a difference? Because I've never been good enough to really see a difference from one club to the next. I can honestly. tell. Oh, like, absolutely. Well, I, well, I know, like, it I matters. could never play with blades. I can't play I with know blades. that. I need forgiving clubs. Yeah, I need I need cavity. I need, yeah, I need, I need every, I need wide that. groove. I need yeah. all of that. I can't play with a with a spoon attached to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what that's it is. That's what a blade is. Because I didn't know any better, and I bought a pair of ping blades what? Years and years ago. You didn't, used. Yeah. I didn't know they were left-handed and they were expensive. You couldn't hit them? And I thought, oh, left-handed expensive, that's me. Yeah. And went and got those things, <laughs> and it set me back five years. Yeah. It really did. It set me. I could not play them. They were. It was above my pay grade. A complete inability to use them. The sound was different. The flight was different. Everything was off. Uh, Sorry, Pledge. Come out to the Valero Texas you. Open today. Uh, we really want to see a VTO is back, baby. It's been two years of uh, – well, last year we had a few out, but really nothing like no. two years ago. The The place looks great. We're over on the uh, the driving range. We're overlooking where What's Darius that? Rucker and Jason yeah. Aldean will be performing. And good news is if you're looking for a portalette, they've got about 4,000 of them. Do, do you think that, like, when the Super Bowl comes, they, they fly in, like, ladies of the night, you know, they they, they all do they, oh. do they have to truck in portalettes for, because we got Fiesta going on this week. I I don't think they have the, enough for Fiesta and all this to just laying around. No, you'd have to bring Somebody in portalettes from other cities. Yeah. We're, having, we're taking orders from other places. There's a thousand, there's, down this road, I've, there's as many portalettes right here as I've ever seen at Oyster Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There is a lot, man. They no, they flew some of those in. So there are cities right now missing their. There's some cities right now that are without their. What do you call it? Portalettes. There's a lot of. Ter- I don't know what to call them. What do you call them? Porta potty. Porta pots. Porta potties. I've never heard portalette. I think that's actually. I knew a what company. you meant. I think that's actually a company. When are they going to put lights in them? <laughs> why don't we have like what? When are like, they going to put toilet paper in them? Well, first of all. If you're chunking a deuce at the portalette, bro, go home. Life has served you. Yo, I'm not the only one decision. using those. I'm thinking about our female companions <laughs> well, that fe- have to a, use a, them. A veteran female of Fiesta has a stash in her, in her oh, yeah. clutch. Yes. If she's a vet. Yeah. If she's a vet, she took her own TP. And see, the females have the ability to not necessarily sit all the way down. Yeah, they can squat. They can squat. If you're a, a dude and you're having to... Face go out. home. Go, go home. home. It's time to go home, dog. Don't, don't go in there. I'm not chunking that up. <laughs> Although at, the, at, at at Fiesta, I'm going home. I'm like, babe, we gotta go. I have had a case. Or go to where Valero. So I've had. There's sometimes I'd rather have one of the portalettes than some of the uh, yeah. The, the portalettes <laughs> than a gas station. Uh, no, we don't need lights in there. I don't need to see. You don't need a light. No, no, I don't need to see any of that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. 
I don't need to. He's not hitting the hole anyway. No, I'm not. I'm. It's a, it's well, a sprinkler. I, you know what? To tell the truth, I look at the ceiling because I don't want to see well, what's popping. See the, <laughs> I look at the ceiling at the portal left. For me, I am at the perfect height of the vent. Oh, so, so you get to I look can, out. I, I don't have to deal with a lot of stuff because I can actually kind of look out the yeah. side. But uh, no, I don't want like, light. You open it with your elbow, get out with your elbow, kick the door. It's a it's a bad situation. Now here though, there are some, but these are magnificent. The, yeah, the PGA portal, the ones that are on trailers. Yeah, like the one at the cowboy at training. The, ca- camp. the Cowboys training camp. Those things were like. Those were Jerry Jones bought. I don't know if you guys they have were seen the best these. things ever. Those are the Bentleys of Port Lentz. Yes. yes, and they're on eighteen wheeler trailers and, and air conditioned, yeah. and there's a lounge in there, and, and there's a, music, a and sink, <laughs> sink, and running water, yeah, and a guy selling mints. No, I'm kidding. There was, <laughs> you're not going to the bathroom. You're not going to get that down at uh, Oyster Bay. That's not going to be the same. No. The thing is, the key to it is don't break the seal. That used to be the key for me. But now it don't matter, no, I got a prostate the size of a peach. Seal. <laughs> I'm glad you picked the smaller fruit. I thought I was going to say grapefruit. Well, me too. Some days. Some days. Anyway. Off the rails. We did go off the rails. <laughs> I, I, we didn't get a chance to get into Jerry, but this story Anderson. that's going on. Let me get Don Vanetta is a journalist. Um who writes with SI.com and a variety of other outlets. ESPN. He's the, and ESPN. He, he was the one that broke the story regarding uh, Dalrymple, the former PR guy with the Cowboys, having to pay off a couple of the Cowboys having to pay off some cheerleaders when they caught him in one of the bathrooms, evidently staring at him. I, I, that's a strange no, story. No, not staring. Well, leering and photoing, right? Or, we believe. Um, Allegedly. He, uh, they paid him off. He hung around for a while. He left. Van Atta finds out about that. But as he's digging into this, he's finding out more and more about what's going on behind the scenes with the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry's daughter is in the midst of a divorce. And the guy that she is divorcing is evidently the source for a lot of what Vanetta has been talking about. Mm-hmm. And Vanetta keeps telling folks, "Look, I've told you a little bit. We broke the Bruce, uh, the the Dow Ripple story. We 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 told you about the uh, the uh, love child situation. Right. But there's more going on in this divorce, and it appears that this guy who's divorcing Jerry's daughter is uh, releasing is, is not only the the source for news, but has a lot more dirt. Uh, he has been." Uh, sued and uh, by Jerry Jones and the Cowboys attorneys and told there are certain documents you're going to need to hold on to. So that's one part of this. Also, the former HR director for the Cowboys, guy with the last name of Thompson, has come out and said, yeah, the Cowboys are a mess. Their front office has been, I've been telling people for years, things don't look good for Dallas. And you can kind of tell that behind the scenes, people are putting together a, a variety of cases uh, of lawsuits that are going to be aimed at not only Jerry but the Dallas Cowboys themselves. A mess is brewing. We'll kind of look at it as we come back. This is R and R in the morning. You lucky devils are on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. R and R in the morning. That first R, that's Rudy. That second one, that's me. I'm Rob. James Pleasure in his Carolina blue tie and his Duke Blue Devil shirt sitting comfortably in the uh, production studio as 
Rudy and I are live out at the Valero Texas Open. Take some time this weekend. Come out and enjoy yeah, this man. place. This is the first time in several years that the great benefits of being a San Antonian, other than just getting to wake up in God's country every day, is to go out and enjoy things like this. We have the Valero Texas Open and Fiesta at the same time. Absolutely. So much to do in so little time. Great show out here on Saturday night. Tear those Eric Church tickets up. Get rid of those. Come out and see Hootie. No, Darius Rucker and Jason Aldean. Yeah, it should be a good time. Uh, Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, Ryan Palmer. Roy McElroy, the field ended up being a lot better than I thought. You know, guys start just popping in here and there. So, I, you know, I almost forgot about Jason Day. Remember, he was on fire for a couple of years, and then you know he kind of. That's why it's so amazing what Tiger accomplished to go what ten years at number one. Nowadays, it's every other week. There's a new number and, one, uh, and for the most part, I no have miscuts. no idea who they are. Right. So yeah, it should be a good time out here at the Valeros. And it's going to be a beautiful day. It feels like a great day. Go ahead. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones has asked a judge up there in North Texas to dismiss a paternity lawsuit that alleges. Uh, no doubt. Well, he alleges that he, this young lady who is alleging that Jerry is the father, uh, her father, um, has been extorting him. And they're asking to get that thrown out. Which, fact of the matter, I think that's fairly common in situations like that. And the retort for any attorney would be, well, there is one bit of proof. That would be a DNA test. But what what goes deeper in this is this the situation that Jones and the Dallas Cowboys find themselves in. Now, the young lady's name is Alexa Alexandra Davis. Mm. Now, evidently, the Jerry's attorneys and the Cowboys believe that Alexandra Davis is in cahoots with the former husband of, of Jerry Jones' daughter, a guy okay. named Shy Anderson. Okay. Charlotte is his daughter. Okay. Now, they're in the midst of an ugly divorce. News that's been coming out regarding Dalrup and other things, the, the idea of where did it come from? There were non-disclosure agreements that were signed. No one should have been able to talk about it without legal retribution. I mean, mm. But the news came out. Well, everybody was trying to figure out where and how did it come out. Well, it turns out they believe this guy, Shy Anderson, as uh, not only – released some information regarding Dalrymple, but Jerry and other things because he was privy to that as the son-in-law. So now the the focus is headed toward him, and what does he know, and what does he have to release, and what can he release, and what is he being bound by, whatever agreements that he's going through. This is this is that if you watch Succession, things like this, this feels like that. it is uh, lots of money is in play. And lots of things to dig out. It doesn't look like it's going to be very pretty. James, you got something? Let's go, let's listen to Don Vanetta. He's been on the show with Jason. This was yesterday on WFAN up in Dallas. I think that that's something that they suspect. And the reason why I believe that is because there is a line in this March 10th letter that I'm referring to uh, where Charles Babcock, the lawyer for Charles- Jerry Jones, asks Shai Anderson to preserve, and I'll read off the letter, all communications with any person regarding an incident with certain Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, which was the subject of an article by ESPN. So that's one of the areas. There's actually 10 preservation topics in this letter that they ask Shai Anderson to preserve evidence on for a potential lawsuit against him uh, alleging extortion. So when they refer in this uh, response that they filed yesterday in court, the Dallas Cowboys uh, lawyers, or the lawyers for Jerry Jones, I should say, they, they are basically putting out the theory 
that all of these things are somehow connected. Now, we've seen no evidence of that. This is just a, an allegation that's been made. But presumably, if there will be uh, additional litigation filed, uh, and they are promising that, we'll, we'll see more evidence that they have of such a grand conspiracy. Let us know if more Cowboys, uh, ha- more Cowboy headlines come out. Thank you, Don. Thank you, guys. Stay tuned. There's definitely more to come. Woo! Don Vanetta told us that the last time we spoke with him. So what they believe is during this divorce proceeding, this guy, Shy Anderson, had uh, pilfered, come by, ha- or had uh, used documents or, or knowledge that he has gained either by marriage or by uh, by his uh, employment, wherever that might be, of some dirty doings with the Cowboys. And we've heard of two. There are eight other accounts or things that the Cowboys seem to be very concerned might make the light of day. That's why you got to be careful who you let in the family. When you're a family like the Jones family, I, I know you've seen the movies where it's like, what does he do? And what do his parents do? Like, you got to vet people, man. And I think that's pretty low of him. I don't care how bad it gets, how bad it gets between you and your wife. It's pretty pretty crummy of you to put out family secrets that they, they entrusted you with. That's, that's, that's dirty pool. I don't really believe in it. And again, I'm not no... Uh, I'm not a criminal, so I can stitch if I choose to. But what I'm saying is <laughs> when people let you in on their family secrets, that's pretty low, man. That's but divorces divorce. get ugly. That's a divorce. Divorces get ugly. Don't How they? much are the Cowboys worth? We figure eight, nine billion. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming out and joining us today. VTO continues tomorrow, and we will be here, too. Blitz will be live today at 4. Come by and say hi to Jason and Joe. They're sitting, we'll be sitting comfortably at the driving range here at the TPC for the Valero Texas Open. Thanks for stopping by with us, hanging with us. Rudy and I go check the tape, take a couple of swings, and we will uh, <laughs> be back again tomorrow for the Valero Texas Open. Don't forget halftime gets going in just two hours go take a break and we'll see you then